Want to make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily. Then distribute it everywhere and even earn money. And you can do that all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Ever since I discovered Spotify for Podcasters, and this is my personal testimony, of course, I feel like having options like video podcasts and Q&A and polls has let me be creative on another level. I highly recommend you give it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters to get started. Previously on Lonely Boys. Smoke? No thanks. It's uh, a little early for me. So how can I help you, Nathaniel? About last week, uh, the, the money, I, uh, I might have, you know, overreacted a little. <laughs> a little? Yeah, and uh, hey, if you can, I would love to take you up on that offer as a loan. I thought you were getting your money from somewhere else. Yeah, but that person uh, is asking for a lot, if you know what I'm saying. Well, I'd love to accommodate you, but when you spurned my, off- spurned my offer, I sent the money to my financial guys. It's tied up in bonds for six months. Oh, uh, that's cool. Very normal thing for you to do. I'll just, uh, I'll, I guess I'll find another way. So, uh, seen Blair and Lord Farquaad recently? <laughs> No, are you are you doing okay? I confess, I've been feeling a little off my game. But I'm expecting return to form very soon. Sir, the flight from Tokyo has landed. <laughs> Hey Upper East Siders, and welcome back to another episode of The Lonely Boys. My name is Matt. I am, of course, one of your titular Lonely Boys. I'm here to recap Season 2, Episode 4 of Gossip Girl, titled The X-Files. But of course, I am not here by myself. I am here with my co-host, someone who has very high AP scores and would never vacation in the Adirondacks, Brendan Ruppel. How are you? Hello! I am your co-host, of course, the Creepy Uncle of Podcasting, a.k.a. Uncle Cream. Hi to the Hoda Cream Nation. I'm recording live from the Crematorium. What is up? Yeah, so I was wondering, you know how on the the Doughboys when there there's like a a, a guest that oh, is yeah. you know highly regarded enough that uh, Mike Mitchell feels too embarrassed <laughs> to do all of his yeah. opening shtick is would is there anyone that we would have to get where you would feel embarrassed to do all of that? I'd say I'm usually embarrassed uh, to do it in the first place. <laughs> um, luckily, I don't know Colin at all. Uh, spoilers of who the guest oh, wow. is. Oh, yeah, wow. Spoiler for who the guest but is in a few I, I think seconds, if, I, if, if you I've... haven't read the episode title. <laughs> it depends how many hours of uh, that person's voice I've heard in my ears. And that that, that kind of dictates how scared I am to say it. Uh, like, you'll you'll hear next week on, uh, well, at this point, a few weeks ago, when we talked to Mike Hanford on the Hoppy Boys, I, I had the same exact scenario happen to me that Mitch happens. It happens to him every week with, with big guests. <laughs> It was. It was not fun. And no one is making you. No one's making I you. I know. Do that's this. what I was like. I surely <laughs> dug myself a hole here. All right. Well, we've already wasted enough time here. Let's let's get. <laughs> we let's, wasted a course, minute. Uh, Brendan already. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We wasted too much time on this. Brendan already spoiled who our who our guest is. So now I now uh, now I feel like this introduction is going to be blown. And of course, I had such a glorious introduction prepared that is going to go to waste now because uh, Brendan spoiled it. This is all Brendan's fault and not my fault for yeah. uh, failing yet again to prepare an introduction. But uh, please welcome to the podcast, Colin Stone. Colin, how are you doing? I am doing fantastic and. There was that was a pretty big emotional journey for me just then. I thought I was going to get the 
wow, I'm so nervous to have this highly esteemed guest. <laughs> I talk about how nervous I can not get, only but then didn't give you did the I satisfaction of being nervous for you. <laughs> it not, it not only did it not amount to that, it was, I haven't even heard of Colin, but by the way, I just did a podcast with Mike Hanford, and so I'm, I already feel like an absolute nobody, so it's great to be here. The pressure's totally off. We built up Colin's ego a little bit, unintentionally, just to knock it down before bringing him in. A real roller coaster already. It, it was a very exciting 15 or oh, so yeah. seconds for me. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, Brendan, you, you should be embarrassed to do that from Colin, who is a very prolific podcaster in his own right. I'm glad I'm glad you two have finally met. Well, I'm glad I didn't know of him because I would have been embarrassed. So I'm, I'm glad this is the yeah. way to do it. <laughs> Next time we talk, I'll be embarrassed. I um, promise. Okay, great. So, uh... Colin, I guess I, I was going to say that this is the first time we've really had someone who hasn't seen the show, but now I'm remembering that that's not even exactly true, because if I recall correctly, you did, you watched the show at least a little bit when it first came out, right? You watched like the first half of the first season or something? So I have a v- very similar backstory on Gossip Girl that I do for the OC, which is one of my best friends from high school and beyond, still one of my best friends to this day, to kind of uh, date ourselves, were, had just graduated high school in like summer 2005. And for the OC, he had it randomly on DVD. We sat there one day, watched like 18 to 25 episodes over the course of a weekend And I have never seen the OC since then. And then about a year or two after that, I was visiting him at the place where he went to college and he had Gossip Girl on DVD. And so one very hungover morning, afternoon and evening, I watched, I'm going to say the first like 14 to 18 episodes of season one of gossip girl it was a magical ride and i have never seen another episode since until last night so i mean you didn't jump too far ahead from where you had left off because because we're only four episodes into season two so not not uh not even that much missing um that that you need well the problem is this this was all happening in 2006 or 2007 or whatever so i don't have the strongest memory of the details yeah so I'm trying to think. Do you do you like remember anything for, from that day, or was it all just like blocked out after after that fateful day? I, I definitely remember the characters. Like I was mm-hmm. never confused about who was who, which was very very helpful. I can't even imagine. Like I did uh, a Riverdale podcast with Kirsten and uh-huh. Mary a year or so ago at this point, and that was a lot more difficult for me, just going in totally cold. Yeah, that's, that sounds pretty difficult. Um, sounds like a great day that you had. I feel like we should get this friend on the podcast. He seems like yeah. a really big, really big Gossip Girl fan. You, uh, you do not want this friend on the podcast. I promise okay. you that. You absolutely right. don't. Also, you mentioned I a, a hungover my, just... day and afternoon and evening. Was Did the hangover last that whole time? It was uh, St. Patrick's oh, Day yeah. weekend. So, oh, okay. yeah. It, okay. <laughs> It was a much needed day okay, of rest. Good. That'll do it. Yeah. That'll, I mean, and I can't think of a better way to spend a hungover day with just watching, you know, Gossip great. Girl or The OC. Two great shows. Um, so, Colin, based on the, you know, 15 or so episodes you saw 15 or so years ago and the one episode you saw um, one day ago, what do you have a favorite or least favorite character at all? Oh, interesting question. Uh, I. 
will say I and I'm very nervous before I answer this question because I don't know who the consensus mm-hmm. favorites and are. And I don't want to offend anyone. And furthermore, I don't know. I don't. I don't really remember what these people have been up to like in the first season and a couple of episodes or so. So I'm kind of winging this here, but I certainly when I saw Vanessa remembered having fond memories of her, is that a okay take to have? No, no, no. I mean, that's pretty much the opposite take. I think uh, she's the consensus most hated character and everyone who comes on also for the most part, our last couple of guests have defended her a little, but for the most part, people come on they say, uh, Vanessa is the worst. Me and Brendan <laughs> more or less agree with that. And so you picked an I, episode I where she was right not the, the absolute, she just did what she does best and was just shitty. <laughs> yeah, she, especially in this episode. Yeah, you, you're over one this today, episode Mr. Collins. Uh, was, yeah. was terrible. No, I love coming in with the uh, with the hot take. No, no, to you as a hot take that Vanessa is the best character. <laughs> I I don't know what it is beyond probably finding her quite attractive, which <laughs> she is not alone in uh, being yeah. in that camp. But I feel like there was more of a mystique to Vanessa for me because I'm still unclear. Yeah, I guess because she's outside of their world. She too, doesn't. Which is interesting. She's the one person that doesn't go to their school. She doesn't go to their school. How, how does she? No. How does she know <laughs> no, all these people? No, she, I guess just through Dan. She just showed she, up. It's like, hey, Dan, I'm back, and uh, I'm just gonna kind of just lurk is, in the corner. Yeah. So, yeah, in this episode, it definitely sticks out because while everyone else is having their first day of school, Vanessa is not. It in keeps finding Nate outside the same hotel. Because <laughs> yeah, she famously does not go to school, but yeah, she is a. Is uh, she their age? Yes, yeah. she is. A longtime best friend of Dan, they grew up together, and then at some point she moved away to Vermont, and now she has recently moved back. So she lives, I believe she lives in the Brooklyn area with Dan, and knows of everyone else, and hates pretty much everyone else. Yes, uh, and her and Rufus are sleeping together. At this moment, that in the is show. not true. What? But that that is not true. It is a theory that Brendan has posited. <laughs> See, Colin hasn't seen the show, so you can't you, you can't lie. He's to a him perfect like, person like, to lie to. Yeah, but yeah. So Vanessa knows of the other people through Dan's relationship with Serena, and for the most part, she doesn't like any of them, and she pretty much is only friends with uh, the Humphreys. Okay, I, I mean. I would believe you for sure, and did believe you when you said that she was. I mean, that's the kind of show we're watching. So tracks that. And then, as far as least favorites go, uh, not to be too on point with my general kind of podcasting, but the British guy was kind of annoying me. Oh, good. There you go. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Uh, The uh, the Lord Marcus. Yes. Yeah, and as so, I watched the episode and then also read uh, a recap to make sure that I wasn't missing anything too important and i would see things in the recap but like the lord and the duke <laughs> right. and like, like what? <laughs> are we literally going into like royal families here or is that just like a nickname oh no no this is a royal family this is lord lord marcus he's he's a newcomer to season two and his uh stepmom the the duchess lady catherine uh old lady catherine she is she's also a newcomer to season two we haven't seen much of the duke um but yeah they are that they are the royal family, and that's why Blair was, uh, that's why Blair was dating him in the first place. She was very unhappy with him and wanted to break up with him, and then she found out that he was a lord, and uh, so she decided to to fall in love with him instead. After she, he okay, was saying Catherine that is someone... people had only been dating him because of his title, and she's like, "Oh, I'll do the same." Yes, I have a lot of questions about Catherine. When, whenever we <laughs> get sure, there. sure, because that, that... Like, whenever you have them, sh- shoot them off. Because I, you know, I still have a lot of questions about Catherine as well. <laughs> But um, 
as for now, let's uh, let's get into the episode. As questions arise, please do not hesitate to ask on. That's what we're here. We're here to fully convert you into a into a big gossip girl yes. know it all, where you will know everything you need to know by the end of this episode, and to convert you into um, a Vanessa hater by the end of the episode. Yeah, yeah. I, I am very open to the possibility <laughs> that my opinions formed off of forty two minutes of content may not be a hundred percent. They should accurate. be perfect okay, after forty two minutes, and, but we'll see. In this episode, Vanessa is the worst. She ruins everything. But um, I, that, I, what, am I not allowed to like that? That's right, fair. You, you That's know what? Fine. Maybe you re- maybe you relate to that in your, in your uh, <laughs> where would life. this show be if people weren't ruining things? For <laughs> That's each true. Other? That is true. All right. So school is back in session for the Upper East Siders, and Blair and her minions decide to befriend the new girl Amanda in order to sabotage her for coming in between Serena and Dan. Vanessa discovers a scandalous secret about Catherine and enlists Blair's scheming expertise to use the information to help Nate. Meanwhile, Lily finds herself drawn back to her ex Rufus once again. Brendan, it's your time to shine again. Oh, yeah. The title reference. What was the title in reference to? Do you remember what the title is? You need me to. Uh, it's you. the X Files, right? Is the uh, title of the episode? Yes. Yes. And what is the reference? This is uh, in reference to the famous show Sex and the City. Uh, again, you're doing the misdirect <laughs> where you, you pretend to get it wrong. I'm, I'm going to start marking you wrong. <laughs> is it too stupid and easy? Like this, I don't know what's happening this season. They're so easy this season. I, I need an yeah, the X Files. The X Files. Okay. Yes. Everyone good. was busy laughing. I had, to, I had to leave a big pause. I had already marked down that you got it right, so good thing good, you good, actually good, did. You're four for four so far this season. Uh, Colin, did you know the reference as well, The X-Files? I did, and crazily, this last week, after 15, 20 years or so of wanting to check out the actual X-Files and never having done so, I've watched three episodes of The X-Files this week without knowing wow. that that was going to have anything to do with this Gossip Girl podcast, so that's crazy. And then... On the uh, like Gossip Girl fan wiki that I read to make sure, again, that I wasn't missing anything too important that was going on <laughs> in this episode, they had a whole section on like trivia and references and so forth. And they cite the episode reference as that of a reference to the movie, The X-Files, <laughs> which I feel like is probably less po- – I feel like I've heard the movies are not great, and I would probably go with the TV show, Gun to My Head. I, I did see that as well, where it's in the movie. I'm like, why did they choose the movie instead of the TV show? Yeah. I, check, I checked Wikipedia. Wikipedia does have it as the reference being the television okay. show, The X-Files. The, so I guess the, the Gossip Girl wiki and the w- actual Wikipedia page are in disagreement on what exactly they are referencing. But, Brendan, you know, if you said movie, I would have given it to you as well. So uh, you, you I, I don't think I even knew that The X-Files had uh, movies, but... Yeah, well, let's see when you finally fall this season. I will be celebrating when you finally <laughs> cannot get the reference. Um Original air date of this episode, September 22nd, 2008. So me and you, Brendan, I know we were both a little freshmen here. Uh, we were going to school, getting ready to either be turned into a project or a victim. Oh, big time, big time uh, victim for me. I had the stupidest Colin, haircut. Were you, were you st- oh, my God. I had the <laughs> grass did. hair, as, they, as people called haircut. it. It was like a full, like a two all the way around shave with just like the stupid flip in the front <laughs> that looked like pieces of grass. I mean, my hair, my hair wasn't even better. I was in my long hair era. I, I think the long hair looks good, though. I, I didn't hate it. Well, maybe I'll go back. You should grow it back Um, out. (laughs) Colin, where were you on September 22nd, 2008? Uh, Let's see. Uh, Well, on September 22nd, 2008, I would have been 
21 years old and shortly after my 21st birthday, so I would imagine I was not anywhere good that I would like to think about at a time like this. <laughs> Colin was still hungover from his yes. birthday when this episode was airing. <laughs> yeah. um, so as for our characters, it is finally the first day of senior year, fourth episode into the finally. season, and they are finally headed back to school. Um Gossip Girl is wondering if Serena will run Constance again now that she's single. Seems like everyone has that on the mind this episode. And also Lily is back. So I, I Yes. Guess that was my first note. Lily Lily yeah, Lily was just on her honeymoon literally all summer. Um Colin, I'm sure you were ecstatic that Lily was back here. Uh, you know me, Matt Gaines. Lily yeah, I was sold right away on Lily, for sure. He said, he said oh, yes, I picked the right episode. Here we go. Yes, Lily is back from the I honeymoon. was really hyped that Lily was uh, back. I, I just Three episodes without her was ridiculous to start the season off. My first note was literally just Lily exclamation point, and then a little direct down to like, oh, also Eric's here, too. Good to have that. Eric, Honestly, yep, like, Eric, the, our guy. Vanderwoodsons are an incredible family. Besides Serena, yeah. <laughs> yeah, she, she won me back a little bit today. I won't get into it too much, but... Oh yeah, Serena has a great has a great yeah. uh, heel turn that we will get into. Uh, Brendan, can you picture Bart in flip flops? It seems like uh, that, that was a big topic of discussion at breakfast. <laughs> yeah, it was. And then pretty soon, I bet, I bet uh, he's wearing Crocs too. I think Crocs are coming out yeah. pretty soon at this point. <laughs> um, so Chuck says hello to Mrs. Bass. I, I was waiting for him to call her mom, but Serena is not about that. No. She, she cuts it off before he can. Don't happen. even think about I it. I almost gave her an LVP on the spot just for robbing us of that moment. One of my favorite parts of any Gossip Girl episode is when he creepily <laughs> calls people there. <laughs> Mother, sister, grandmother. Yes. Never gets old. All that is fun. Yeah. Also, uh, Chuck is about to like cry here that his dad is never there for the first day of school. He's like, you know. You know, just as always, he's not here. And Serena's just like, okay, Chuck, you know, shut the fuck up. I want to talk to my mom. We don't have, we don't have time. <laughs> I guess she's just heard enough of this. Like, all right, Chuck, just like, I don't I don't care. You, you, all you do is moan about this. So let's just move on. <laughs> we don't care. You, Your dad doesn't love yeah, you. Yeah, we all know this. Um, we Also, we are still on Chuck hair watch for the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, Colin, what did you think of Chuck's hair in this episode? We are, we are still waiting for uh, the character of Chuck Best to fully figure out the hair situation and once he does it will be great but what do you think this episode are we are we on I, our way i mean i can deeply relate to waiting a long time to figure out what to do with my hair situation <laughs> yeah. and would love some answers if anyone still <laughs> trying to figure it out there has any for me. but yeah. no i with chuck and more generally uh nate as well certainly would fall into this category for me and a few other uh people along the way this is exactly how i remember 2008 and just as you were talking about, Matt, you being in your longer <laughs> yes. hair phase, like this is this is such a definitive uh, sign of the times here all around. Yes. The, the big... phones, too, by the way. The, the, the cell phones are hysterical. <laughs> yep. yeah, all those enemies. Yes, I always love the phones. Um, yeah, it, definitely the long hair era for, for everyone here. Um, I think Liguori mentioned this a couple of weeks ago where they never have... And like a point in time in the show where all three of the male characters have their hair situation figured out. It's always when one person's hair is looking good, the other ones are struggling. So very unfortunate that Gossip Girl couldn't figure that out for everyone. But, you know, I guess. I mean, even Rufus is in his, it looks oh, yeah. like, kind of long That's how it's hair. been yes, from the start of the series to this point. Him and Dan haven't really changed too much. And Nate, honestly, either. Chuck has been trying something on new this season and... It just looks like wet. Like it looks like his mom just like spit into his hair like ten times and tried to grease it back. Yeah. To, sorry to, to quickly circle back though to the initial question of favorites and least favorites that you asked me ten minutes ago, and I failed. Oh, the least. Miserably. Yes. I I definitely do remember that when I was watching all of this for the first time back 
15-ish years ago, Chuck was my favorite, but I also feel like I remember voicing that opinion <laughs> semi-recently and being told that the guy who plays Chuck has uh, been somewhat problematic, potentially, to say the least, uh, yeah, over the years, so I'm kind of walking... We're talking characters, though. Definitely, That's all right. some ac- definitely some accusations against him, and much like the actual character, some... some uh, sexual assaults going on there but it was funny because you did not even voice the opinion that you were a big chuck guy you voiced the opinion that you were a big ed westwick guy the guy that does play him which is why <laughs> yes. everyone, i love everything he stands like, for and then everyone was like you you might want to walk that back <laughs> <laughs> well because i'd seen him in another show that i really liked a lot uh called white gold on netflix that i don't think ever really gained much momentum but it was him and two of the guys from yet another British show, uh, The Inbetweeners, which is outstanding, and really liked those three just as a combination together. And so I wanted to just voice my general support for <laughs> projects this guy is in, and it turned out that I was like endorsing his character, and that <laughs> apparently was a big misstep. Yeah. Um, yeah, you are a big lover of, of, uh, of British media, which is why I was surprised at first when you said your least favorite character was the British guy. But that's that is probably because it is an American playing a British guy, and his his uh, accent probably isn't isn't as good as it could be if he was an actual an actual Brit playing. That makes it that makes it way way worse for me. That character is now plummeting even further down the bottom of oh, my yeah. rankings. There, but yeah, I I think it's more the like hoity-toity Britishness of right, him. Right, right. I, I like British people just being regular people. That's fine. Right, not yeah. so royal. Yes. <laughs> um, so, yeah. I, and so we, we already see that Chuck really wants Serena to rule the school year this year. She says she's a born queen. Uh, Eric gets the invite to have some champagne in Chuck's limo before school and they head out. And then uh, Lily hears about Serena's, Serena and Dent's breakup. She's confused because she didn't even know they were back together. Because, you know, even Lily can't keep up with their seven breakups already this season. Uh, she was on vacation. She can't be uh, She can't be expected to know what's going on here. So that that's all, everything that's happening in that initial breakfast sequence. We also have Dan and Rufus talking about the breakup. And uh, Rufus tells Dan he'll be fine. We have helpful dad mode Rufus in this episode, at least here, which is where we where we want Rufus for the most part. But apparently Claire is still in the picture as Dan heard her sneaking out this morning. And I, I don't even have a recollection of Claire, so I'm surprised she is uh, still in, in the episode. Yeah, it could have been a different actress and I wouldn't have even Claire. realized. Oh, yeah, I wouldn't have either. Uh, obviously not a big Claire guy. Wasn't expecting to see her again. So now I'm now I'm just excited to see how many episodes she's in that I've just completely blocked out this character. I'm not, yeah, I don't, um, I don't really, I don't care. I, I, and Dan, Dan asks Rufus how he's doing and rufus is like let's let's keep this between us the me and claire thing which is confusing because jenny already knows about them because claire because rufus introduced claire to jenny like last right during the blackout yeah she already knows about claire they're setting this up like it's going to be a a big plot point and it never really comes up again until claire comes when lily's there later on but yeah it doesn't doesn't matter i don't know why he's setting this up like it's a big like it's a big deal yeah i don't know what that was about but so uh, Jenny doesn't want to go to school today because it's it's draft day. Uh, Rufus and Dan seem to not understand what Jenny is talking about, even though, I don't know, it seems like a pretty relatively simple concept. I mean, Colin, as a, as a newcomer, were you able to keep up with uh, what Jenny was saying here? I was able to keep up with the idea of the day one draft uh, concept, although I certainly had some questions about whether or not that's actually a thing myself. Like, if someone were in real life to present this to me, 
I don't know that it would just immediately register, but in the context of Gossip Girl and as people who live in the Gossip Girl universe, I feel like Rufus should, as a person who lives in the Gossip Girl universe, <laughs> yes. I feel like this shouldn't be taking Rufus by a tremendous amount of surprise. I suspect when Rufus and Lily were back in high school, they were pretty similar types to those <laughs> doing the drafting themselves. Yeah, I mean, it seems like something that you could definitely expect in the high school of of Gossip Girl. Uh, Brendan, you're exactly. Brendan, you're a little slow. Did you understand what Jenny was saying? Yeah, well, yeah, I am slow. Um, however, I did understand what she was talking about, and I don't know how they didn't. Like, she explained it herself very well, and they pretended like, "Oh, that's just." I, I'm so glad I'm not a girl. Like, it's like such a girly <laughs> thing. Like, Come on, guys, you, you know what she's talking about. And you, you famously aren't a girl, Brendan and Colin, neither of you. Um, famously. Not famously. Um, were you, but if you had to classify yourself in high school, Brendan, were you more of a project or a victim in your in your early years of school? Definitely a victim. Like I mentioned earlier, the hair, the haircut was bad. I think my nose was bigger <laughs> somehow in ninth grade, and it, it's kind of settled out more in later years. I think the bad haircut really really brought out your nose. Yeah, maybe that was part of it, too. Like, the longer my hair, the, sh- the smaller the nose. But it was just all around bad. Bad outfits, just like basketball shorts and <laughs> ugly shoes. Ugly face. You hadn't figured it out yet. Colin, were you, were you a victim in high school, or were you more of a project? Or were you doing I, the so bullying? I, I, <laughs> oh, big time. Staunch advocate, pro-bully, nice. for sure. Uh, no, I, I, I understood what they were getting at, but I feel like as someone who went to a high school in Maine that was five towns all brought together because oh, wow. we didn't have enough people for just oh, wow. one. Yeah, I know. It, probably... Uh, like the polar opposite situation. And it was certainly not uh, a uniform situation, a private school situation. It, I, I, I don't feel like this sort of thing really existed at my high school. There were certain, there were of course uh, clicks and what have you, but I don't think there was an explicit kind of project versus victim hierarchy. But even if there had been, I truly don't feel like I would have fit narrowly into either one of them. I don't think people cared enough, about, had a strong enough opinion about me <laughs> uh-huh. in high school to put me in either bucket. Yeah, you would just be like the Dan who just gets ignored. Yeah, just flying under the no radar one, like no that. No one talks it. Yeah. Our high school was famously um, large. Like, that's like we had kind of like a similar Gossip Girl type of big high school. We had, I think our graduating class was like 750 kids. Just a, it, was, I, I, it was 608, 608. I remember, and which is... Uh, much larger than the Gossip Girl School, which I think is de- like a private school, so definitely smaller. But um, my graduating class of again five towns all put together, 160. Wow. Amazing! Not even enough. Not even enough people to get a whole victim uh, project system working out there. Um, that I, it always amazes me when people talk about how their it's schools crazy. weren't you know 500, 600, 700 people because that is the only thing I can I can relate to is having a bunch of people at school and not so even knowing everyone halls. that's in the school. Also, fa- like I, yeah. I, I was uh, really proud of coming very very close to being uh, number sixty nine in the class. I was hovering around sixty six for a while, and I tried to dumb myself down just so I could land in that sixty nine mark, and I ended up going all the way down to seventy two. Wow. So okay, I was gonna say so. You're actually smaller than me, smarter than me, but you're not because I think I actually did finish at sixty nine. Really? No way. I remember I was just. I remember I was you just asshole. in the top, or maybe it was fifty nine. Maybe I just made the top ten percent because it was six hundred people. It, I think I was somewhere in the sixties. We'll just say it was sixty nine. It, you know, it's canon. Sound really cool. <laughs> yeah, it's canon now. Anyone updating the uh, Lonely Boys wiki, please put down that. Sixty nine and seventy two for the, us respectively. And Brendan finished seventy two. Um, so we we do head to Blair's uh, tryouts now for. 
to to see you know where these people are going to fall. Uh, Blair's minions are back. Only three of them again. Brendan, can you give me any of their names uh, of these I, three? I minions? know Penelope. Do you remember well. their names? Oh, okay, Penelope. And who are the other two? Couldn't tell you, but Penelope's staying strong, and she had, she had a big a big role today. Oh yeah, you didn't remember Nellie Yuki? I didn't remember her name. I know like she's very familiar too because she had a whole episode around her, but I don't I didn't remember her name. And right. if I tried to remember Nelly it, it would have sounded racist with me, probably. <laughs> yeah, okay, that's a good point. It's Penelope, Neliyuki, and Isabel, and uh, they are back. I don't know where the other minions are. I feel like they'll be back. I don't. Maybe uh, they have the day off. Maybe they have graduated. But uh, we only we're down to three minions now. And it looks like the first audition doesn't go so well because uh, Melissa Murphy summered in the Adirondacks, and I guess that's unacceptable for Blair. <laughs> I, <laughs> that was an interesting. I didn't know that was a bad vacation. The, the death stare that Blair yeah. gives her after this was hysterical. <laughs> That's the selling point, or the opposite of whatever a selling point is. Like I didn't know that was that was uh, such a bad yeah, thing. Yeah, no, no mountain women allowed. Now I know that uh, I know, neither of you were were really projects or victims in school, but did did you have any sort of like audition process like this in school that you had to like show your resume for, like either trying to get into a popular clique or otherwise? Brendan, did you ever have to do anything like this in school? No, absolutely not. I was accepted with no, open it, arms by anyone I talked to. Did you ever have to try out or audition for anything in school? Um, no. The only thing I remember trying out for was uh, to try and be a part of the percussion group in elementary school. And I nailed it. <laughs> Me and David Anduhar crushed the auditions in uh, fifth That's grade. That's true. Um, you were a cross-country star, but that is famously a walk-on yeah, walk sport. sport. It's a walk-on sport. Once I walked on, I started thriving, well. obviously, but uh, didn't have yeah. to try out. Colin, did you try out for anything in school? I mean, I did both sports and plays, so yes, extensively. Oof. Uh, I you, you, wait, you did plays? Yeah. Uh, from time to time, I did, like, the one per year that they did. That's that's fine. I, I never did uh, the plays in school because I, I said at one point, when I saw the middle school put on uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory or Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, whichever one it was, and, and uh, I said... The leads in this were terrible. I could do so much better. I will join the play next year, and I will, you know, bring the school so much glory. And then I saw who the theater kids actually were, and I had no interest in uh, joining them or. You're not a great group of theater kids for our our school. No, no. Uh, So, and if any of them are listening, I'm sorry. I'm sure you're all. We're talking about you, but yeah. Uh, (laughs) So I, I only did one. One one musical in my life. It was during my grad school year of college, and it was a lot of fun. And I wish I did more. But I also found out recently that Colin, you are. I found out in, in the, the back catalog of Choir Room episodes that uh, Liguori brought up that he recently heard that you can sing. I did not know that about the you, that you uh, that you can sing. Yeah, that was the kind of impetus for doing the musicals. Is Yeah, I was uh, a... I, I was never, like, a serious singer by any stretch, but it just so happened to be something that I was all right at, and so I was... <laughs> Honestly, in retrospect, very much pressured into doing it, but I liked it at, at well enough, at least yeah. at the time. To so they were right to pressure you. Yeah. How I does Ligori know that? Uh, I believe it came up when he was talking to uh, Casual Anna, future oh, friend of, my future God, friend of, of the course. pod. Of course. Yeah. So. Casual, just ruining my life as usual. <laughs> There's so much I don't know about you. We got to get you on more podcasts so we can find these things out. What sports did you play? Uh, I played soccer and tennis and basketball up to a certain point and casual anna though is the one who can really sing she was i I think she i think she was a music or theater or something major like in college okay the more i find out about you the more i'm embarrassed uh, of my intro 
getting more and more impressed. <laughs> You're retroactively, retroactively <laughs> oh, yeah. embarrassed. What a talent. Um, all right. Eric and Chuck arriving to school. Uh, Chuck somehow has his hands on all of Blair's files. He's using them to find dates. Uh, back to the auditions. Blair still can't find anyone worthwhile. Serena is also going to arrive to school. She sees Dan at the table in the courtyard immediately and is just freaking out. So we're, we're just pretty much getting all of these people arriving to school right now. And now we head back to Blair and she finally finds a potential new minion. Uh, this girl has a brother on the lacrosse team with lots of cute friends. So uh, Blair just simply tells her, lunch, one sharp. And... You know, it seems like this audition process is only open to girls, but I feel like if I went to that school, I would I would still try out. I just uh, my lifelong dream of just wanting to be friends with Blair and getting <laughs> bossed around by Blair. Like I, I don't you know just a chance to talk to her at that point if you tried out. Yeah, I don't know why there's no no guy minions, but I, I feel like I could have broken ground here and been been the first. I think maybe you could. I mean, Chuck gives a doesn't he give a little uh, a little tryout or who, whose paperwork was he giving at that point? I think he was giving amanda's paperwork it's not clear because he says it's a transfer student amanda is at least uh masquerading as a transfer student because i was confused i thought he was making a joke about him being a transfer student but that makes more sense no yeah it's yeah but uh while he's here blair brags that you know she and the lord are better than ever because apparently blair cheating on lord marcus with chuck somehow strengthened their relationship uh brendan explained this to me because it did not doesn't make sense i couldn't even when we were watching that last episode i was like so he's He's horny for her now when he wasn't before. Now that she cheated, she's like, oh, now now I'm interested in this chick. Yeah, like, thanks for seducing me, Chuck, because now Lord Marcus is more into me than I ever. guess that's how like jealousy that. works. Right. So I, I did... <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, I don't know. But uh, we, get, we get some Nate and Vanessa content as well. Nate, still confused, not for the usual reasons of Nate just generally being confused, but now he is uh, very confused as to why Vanessa suddenly hates him, which is fair, because, you know, it, it comes out of nowhere. She never told him why she was going to stop talking to him and not only has he lost a love interest but he's lost a potential friend as vanessa hits him with the uh you know we were never friends before Oof. walking away very cold uncalled and for. you know it's at, at this point where i usually ask our guests how they feel about vanessa but colin you've already told us that vanessa is your favorite character so you must have been rooting for this uh for her to you know tell poor nate that she wasn't friends with him anymore we stand yeah uh, <laughs> i so the the nate story was probably the most confusing part of this to me it seems like they're in some he and potentially his whole family are in some sort of like hot water that is down the line uh in this episode gonna briefly look like it may be resolved but then vanessa's gonna mess it all up which we of course are big fans of (laughs) but my, my my biggest question is i feel like i heard some sort of reference is nate banging Catherine mason yes sir Yes, she, Nate. Nate is day, banging old lady Catherine, uh, the, the the Duchess. Uh, At this point, so kind that, of that's why the roof, the Rufus thing you said earlier was so believable. Right, right. <laughs> right, just, right. It seemed like that just kind of goes yeah. on in this universe. So, um, just to quickly explain the Nate situation, he his dad is currently under you know FBI investigation for like fraud and embezzlement and all that good stuff. Uh, his dad fled the country. Uh, they can't find him. So in the meantime, the FBI kind of have uh, Nate's assets all frozen. Uh, the whole family, like, uh, uh, you know, they, they don't have access to any of their money or the FBI is like pretty much camped out in their house at this point. So not a good time for Nate at the moment. But he did, while he was vacationing in the Hamptons in the first couple of episodes, strike up a relationship with um, <clears throat> this middle-aged woman, Catherine, who who is also a duchess and... He tried to break things off with her once he, you know, started to, you know, have feelings for Vanessa again. But she kind of said, um, 
if you keep fucking me, I will, uh, you know, pay for, you know, whatever expenses he has with uh, the, the, his family's legal troubles. And also, if she, if he doesn't continue fucking her, she is blackmailing him because she knows where uh, his father is hiding because he stupidly told her. So not only is she paying him, but if he stops, she will go to the FBI and tell them where his dad is hiding. So, And uh, at, at no point does it cross his mind to be like, hey, how about you take care of all this or I'll tell on you for fucking me a child. No, it doesn't come up. And this was Sam was on last week and this was his big sticking point. And he's like, it is so weird that they are never bringing up like the fact that she is having sex with a 17 year old. And right. this is obviously not like and no one thinks to like bring that up with her. Like, it's just a thing that is not really talked about like outside of Blair when she's like um you know it's really sad that you are resorting to uh having sex with my adolescent mm-hmm. ex-boyfriend which like Blair seems to know what's going on no one else has seemed to strike up that this is weird that Catherine is and now with her pattern with Marcus seemingly only da- only having sex with yeah. people that are you know 20 years younger than her I think it is it is weird but it's it's technically legal I think 17 in New York is good so she's like law-wise in the clear so he can't really he doesn't have anything over her I mean, I haven't uh, checked the uh, the age of consent. Yeah, well, you know, I, I checked daily. I guess you have. Yeah, I'm, I guess I'm always making sure I got my finger on the pulse with that one. <laughs> yeah, so that, that he's, he's got some legislation <laughs> drafted to try to knock yes. it down a year or two. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm still working exactly. to get it lower, but for 17, we'll do it for now. <laughs> Um, so uh, Dan and Jenny are at school as well Dan's stalking around the girls hallway looking for Serena as he's wont to do uh, minions pass by don't even look at Jenny it's like she doesn't even exist and uh, Dan's really got his sarcastic quips going Rufus even called him out for it uh, earlier in the episode he says you know not so bad once you get used to birds flying into your head and automatic doors never opening uh, it seems to be his go to just making jokes about everything uh, must be a back to school thing you know he's back in his element he's back like yes. feeling like an outsider so he's really deflecting all over the place and just you know telling as many as many jokes as he can to whoever will listen. Um, I can't relate to this really, but Brendan, you—I mean, you've already said like you were very unpopular in school, so I'm sure that you yeah. could uh, you could relate to this. Yeah, people, I wasn't so much. We didn't have any automatic doors, but people would slam doors on me. They would actually put me yeah, in the doorway yeah, exactly. so that they could slam the doors on me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, Dan wishes Jenny good luck before heading back to his side of the building, which is sweet. You know, always flagging up the scenes between the you know the nice brother sister scenes. I like these two when they have that. But uh, when Dan leaves, he literally bumps into some girl, and we've never seen her before. Apparently, this is Amanda, who uh, at least now we are to understand she has just transferred in. Uh, Dan introduces himself by joking that he assaulted her, and she just kind of stares at him. Like <laughs> even now, she just seems very strange. I don't know what Dan sees in her at any point in the episode because she's just it's, it like funny. a weird just person like, here's who, another who hardly girl. ever talks. That's all it was. Just like another female. Here <laughs> yes. you go, Dan. Oh, well, she's that, reading the right books, right? That, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is that's what they have in common. Him. But like right off the bat, is just like, oh, this is just a girl, and even though she's not saying anything, like new girl that I haven't talked to, I am going to talk to her and flirt with her. Um, I will say at this point in the show, I'm just like so happy to be back at school like seeing everyone in uniform and seeing all the buzz and just seeing everyone mm-hmm. move around in these hallways and just these courts and whatnot I, I just love you could just feel the energy of my like, first day of school and I'm, I'm so happy to be back yeah the weird three day three episodes of summer break has finally come to a close and it's just it's just yeah. exciting to be back in manhattan yeah, I'm, I'm very happy that they're back in school. This is where all the magic happens for at least one more year as they're seniors now. So unfortunately, uh, probably a lot more out-of-school stuff going to be happening in future seasons. But we, we got to enjoy this one last season while they're all in high school right now uh, when we can get it. So uh, Serena's complaining to Blair that she didn't say anything to Dan when she saw him. And at this point, you have to, I have to ask, like, you 
you, you love that they're back in school, so do I, but how early were all of these students getting to class? Because they've been here for a while. They've not gone to a single class. They've all just been walking in the halls, at their lockers, in the courtyard, on the steps. And it's like everyone's there. They're all just hanging out at the school. No one goes to class. They're just like hanging out for hours before classes begin. And then throughout the episode, I realize they never actually even go to class. We never, we never see, see a, a classroom scene of no, them right. in an actual class. They are always just walking the halls and in the courtyard and on the steps. Like there is so much downtime in between classes, I guess. And for lunch, too. They have never time to go like, to, to the go to Met class. normally and like, get gelato. Like, it's it's like, <laughs> so much downtime. Yeah, they they never actually go to class in this episode. They just walk the halls. Do they go to class in other episodes? Because I had the exact same thought about, like, do they just never have any kind of lessons to be learning here school-wise? But it, it eventually occurred to me, like, that'd be pretty boring TV right. if we're just sitting there the watching them in. Of Gossip Girl, right. by the way. Yeah, I know, and I yeah, I understand why they're not doing most of their time in an actual classroom. It definitely happened. They they definitely we've at least seen like them going to like assemblies in the first season. Um, I know we will. Uh, slight spoiler: we will meet a teacher coming up, so there at least we're going to see some classroom stuff. But just the fact, like, uh, like uh, Brendan, I went to high school with you, so I know how it was for us. I don't know how it was for you, Colin. But when we went to high school, there was three minutes in between classes, hardly yeah. enough time to even get to our lockers and to a classroom. It seems like these people have unlimited downtime in between classes. They're just clocking in and out of class as they feel. I think it was also five minutes at some point, and I think they reduced it down to three. If I remember correctly, uh, if, you, if you say so, yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, I mean, that's New York, kids. You got to make it walk snappy. faster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's the hustle bustle of New York. No time. Um, yeah, I don't know, Colin. In high school, did you? Was there like all this downtime in between classes with all 160 of you and your uh, classmates in high school? I I don't remember there being nearly the amount of downtime. It seems like these folks have here at Constance. I want to say I was reading the synopsis of the episode and kept asking myself. Who is Constance? And then it eventually became, <laughs> I, I think, uh, clear contextually that that was the name of the school. But we had like, I'm gonna I'm gonna ballpark it at about ten minutes, probably between classes. But wow. it was often the case that wow, that's still a lot. The bell would go off. Teachers would then take a bonus minute or two to make sure everything was all set for whatever we needed to prepare. For the following class, you would walk a couple minutes to your next class and then just sit there for like three or four minutes before it officially began. But it's certainly not enough time to be hanging out in the atrium <laughs> uh, doing drafts of the prospect. Or like meeting new people, yeah, starting insane. relationships and having your picture taken by Chuck. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, not nearly enough time for, like, dramatic <laughs> showdowns as I would have liked in retrospect. Good for them having all this downtime at school. It seems like a very fun experience. But uh, So back to Dan and Amanda. They're connecting over some book that they both like, and Serena and Blair are going to walk by. Uh, Serena catches him, already talking to another girl. Like, not, not kissing her or holding her hand or anything, but just the fact that he dares to talk to another girl pisses Serena off at least a little bit, but certainly pisses Blair off a lot, as she's going to be the first one who kind of uh, takes this to heart and is like, we have to ruin this girl's life. <laughs> so she... She takes the new girl's file. Um, I did pause it to look at her schedule. Nothing stood out to me, just a normal yeah. schedule. But Nellie thinks the file is sketchy for some reason. She's like, ah, this is too sketchy. This we got to take job. her down. I, I like this. I mean, it's a fake file. She's not. Is she actually a new? A, no, she's no. not. This, yeah, well, this I didn't is flag up until. Set up how did, that's a, that was another question I had, though, is how is she getting away with pretending to be a student the whole time? <laughs> this is what I, I was thinking. It's easy. Who, is, who is this girl that? Who is that? No, but who is she that she can just enroll into any school that Chuck wants her to enroll into? Because at the end, he's going to be like, oh, now you're going to boarding school in, in Vermont. And I don't know if she actually goes <laughs> to that boarding school or if that's just the story they're going with. But like, 
doesn't she have actual school to go to? Why is she? Yeah, to- I, this is just like Chuck's power. She- Anything he wants, he can get. Like we we saw him uh, sign up to take Serena's SATs for her, and he can just enroll anyone he wants. He just he has uh, everyone hanging by a thread. As boring as it would be, I think we need a spinoff with Amanda because she's just telling her parents like, oh, now I'm going to uh, Constance today. I'm going to this new school because uh, this guy named Chuck is paying me a lot of money. Right, she's still of school age. She still there. is getting thrown yeah, around exactly. by Chuck and going wherever going he tells school. her to go. I mean, I guess if Vanessa can get away with just not going to school, I guess Amanda can as well. Right. I'm, I'm homeschooled, but <laughs> I teach she... myself everything. Like that's some, That somehow <laughs> yeah. was okay. So yeah, uh, Blair's looking out for her best friend here. She'll do anything in her power to keep Amanda and Dan apart. I guess the plan here is for uh, Blair to just never let Dan to talk to another girl all year. Um, and I like this for Serena Blair. She needs something her... to do to start the school year off. She needs some, some gossip <laughs> and some activity. So this is she's got it right here. That's true. Uh, Serena tries to calm Blair down. She's like, you know, it doesn't mean anything. I'm fine. But no one believes her. Blair doesn't believe her. We don't believe her. Even the minions turn to each other and say, you know, she's not actually fine. So they're going to call Amanda a person of interest. And, uh, you know, more on that later. Because now we have Vanessa in the art gallery. Um, And I I know, you know, as a newcomer, Colin, you were obviously wondering, uh, why is Vanessa there? Why doesn't she go to school? Uh, But, yeah, she... Uh, does not go to school. She claims to be homeschooled. We've never seen her get homeschooled. During school hours, she is just at the cafe or the gallery or doing, like, working any of the many jobs for Rufus she has, so... Yeah, um, doesn't go to home... Also, doesn't really get homeschooled, but she loves taking SATs. <laughs> yes, exactly. She she does love taking SATs. And the the new Rufessa Cafe <laughs> is not the former art gallery, as I as I thought it might be. Rufus, that would I be guess, a great name. just owns... Yeah. Rufus just owns two separate spots, I guess. He owns the art gallery and he and owns the And there's nobody ever now. in and either of them. He, how is he still surviving? <laughs> no one's ever Where, in, except for Vanessa, who is working, except for Vanessa, who's working at both places at the same no time. There's no money coming in whatsoever. <laughs> well, Rufus does nothing except for flirt with Lily. Like, <laughs> Rufus just tells Vanessa, you're not in school. Run both of my I've never seen anyone buy businesses. a cup of coffee or buy a painting, so I don't know what's going on. <laughs> yeah, no one is literally ever in there. <laughs> so... Um, yeah, Lady Catherine does stop by, though, to taunt Vanessa a little. Um, and, uh, you know, she thanks her for turning Nate away again. And I, I do call her old Lady Catherine, but now I'm realizing that I guess, Colin, she's, like, I guess not too much older than you right now, not to not to call you out. As... No, that was a very troubling realization to have. <laughs> I was watching one of the, uh, the, the Rufus and Lily scenes to recognize that, like, I am now <clears throat> probably significantly closer to their age than I are to than I am to the age of any of the kids in question here although it, it's I, I, how old are they supposed to be they're probably like early mid 40s or so yeah I think we landed on about 38 for old lady Catherine yeah oh yeah I think yeah I don't know how yeah because she is a stepmom so she doesn't have to be you know, uh, old enough to have had children this age. So I think, yeah, old lady Catherine is late thirties, I believe, but Rufus and Lily, I believe they have to be something like early forties or something, unless they had their kids, uh, very young, which they might have. Um, if they, if they had their kids at like 20 years old, they might be, uh, late thirties, but if they, you know, had them around the the 25 year old range, then, uh, they're probably like early forties or so. Okay. I mean, the good news for me is I feel like I at least have another, 10-ish years to go before I'm in, like, the Rufus-Lily territory, but I'm far more than 10 years removed from being (laughs) in high school territory, so that was not fun to realize. You're still relatively close to the actual age of the high school actors, at least. Yes. Yeah, Yeah, we we definitely are. The the actors of them, they're probably, you know... uh, 
nearing their mid 20s at this point so we're not too much older than them at least so we can we can hang our hat on that that we still may be able to play high schoolers on tv if we were to get cast and not have to play the rufus and lily role one of the questions i was regularly returning to when watching this was have the people making this show never seen a high schooler (laughs) (laughs) they i felt like i was watching people my own age play high schoolers yeah, definitely, definitely the case. And, you know, and in, in the reboot, we've talked about this, but they have gone even older in the reboot oh where God. people in like their late 20s they, now they've are gone playing, back to like, are playing uh, the grease casting where they hire yeah, exactly where 35 year old men. <laughs> are um, so, yeah, old lady Catherine, uh, the old the old OLC gives <laughs> gives Vanessa a check for 5K and then just leaves, I guess. You know, at least Vanessa is getting something out of this now, or at least she should be, but it just pisses her off whenever people I thought uh, about give this her money. Like, would I Although, take that money? But I feel like with everything going on with the FBI and all that stuff, and I wouldn't want to get entangled in any of this and have it traced back to that's me. That's true, so, but she gets, I don't know. she gets mad at it. And for someone who I believe Blair is still paying her rent at this point. like Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is Blair still paying her rent? I think she is. I think she, so. Blair said a she'd year. pay for her rent for a year. I don't think it's been a full calendar year yet. Yeah. But uh, What's Blair's revenue stream? How does Blair have money to pay for people's rents well uh blair is very rich i in a previous episode i did give the net worth of all of these characters uh as was investigated by people so blair um her family is worth somewhere in the 400 to 500 million dollar range so second most uh, of the main cast yeah her mom is a uh, very uh famous and wealthy fashion designer that uh jenny is also working for at this moment so i guess that's where they're getting a lot of their money but yeah blair blair is very rich and she can it's funny definitely how much pay. access they give their kids to this money that's right that that's more i buy that all the families are uh, very very rich i just didn't know how blair had like a checkbook <laughs> right. at this that, that's a good want. that's a good point i guess I, I don't know i guess she just has full access to whatever all the kids do. She wants I, don't, to. I don't know how it what could possibly it. go wrong giving <laughs> yeah. your high school <laughs> right. kid access to hundreds of millions of dollars uh, i mean chuck definitely has uh <laughs> De- Chuck definitely has access to all twelve billion dollars of his of his uh, family's fortune, as he's got them all tied up in bonds as of, <laughs> as of moment, last yeah. week, and is is selling businesses and everything as a seventeen year old. Like he just has so much um, access to to the business as as still a high schooler right now. But you know, gotta send, suspend your disbelief in this show. Mm-hmm. So uh, Dan and Serena, they're finally gonna lock eyes here. They give an awkward wave and start walking towards each other. Uh, Dan's gonna give one of my favorite lines in this episode where he greets Serena by saying, uh, hey, I just I just waved. <laughs> so, <laughs> there wasn't like and, a lot of great one-liners uh, in this episode. Like I had a hard time picking out joke of the episode. My joke of the episode ends up being more of like a physical thing that happens later on. No, um, can't wait to get to it. A, it was still a funny enough episode. Like little moments like these. Like there wasn't enough quips per se but still a lot of like entertaining silly moments yeah i I think dan has a good episode blair has a good episode with quips chuck obviously still has another good episode with uh saying some funny stuff so there definitely some uh some some good laughs in this one uh this conversation here is definitely awkward but it seems to be going well at first they agree to be friends they start making lunch plans but uh amanda interrupts the conversation and dan lets serena know that uh, he already has lunch plans with Amanda. As as Chuck is doing what he does best and just watching them from a distance and looking this very pleased at the laughing. developments. Like, I couldn't help but just crack up watching him do his thing to smirk and be creepy in the corner. Yep. I left whenever Chuck popped up because this is <laughs> whole episode. Like, as we we're going to find out, he's behind everything. But all episode, he's just standing in the background and yeah. watching people. And like, <laughs> and I, I, you know he's planning something, but you, do, you don't know exactly what at this point in the, in the episode. But I, I'm so glad the way it turned out the way it did. Yeah, right now I we see. Do- I just thought those were just kind of general Chuck right, vibes, well, and I did not exactly get that is. he was being like. I, I, so I was 
shocked when we yeah. got the well, I, I big was bomb did. that Chuck has been like orchestrating all of this. <laughs> yeah. Like it kind of is a general like Chuck vibes, which is why it uh, it doesn't really flag it up a lot, which is why it's still right. a surprise at the end. But yeah, because right now we think he's just there to like creepily tell Serena that uh, Dan and Amanda look very sweet together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that 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 is a good point. That that's why I was still surprised by the end is because I'm just used to him acting like this. Yeah, um, and we like he also takes a picture of Dan and Amanda at this point to send to Gossip Girl. So this is just another funny scene for Chuck overall. Obviously, Blair is going to see the Gossip Girl blast. Uh, this can't end well for New Girl Amanda. Obviously, we don't know Amanda's deal yet. I mean, Brendan, at this point, we're already assuming that like Amanda's life was just about to be completely ruined. I didn't know to what extent, but yes. Yeah, I can I ask a question? Sorry about the Dan and Serena breakup protocol because it seemed like the implication a couple of times in there wasn't that Dan was never allowed to move on from Serena again or it'd be bad form or whatever you want to call it it seemed like the rule as they would uh, want it to be followed was he can't move on until after Serena has moved on is is that like am I that does wrong yeah. about that and for is that a thing in real life because i might be in trouble if that's <laughs> if that's if that's the yeah the courtesy i think like gossip girl as the narrator mentions uh you know like dan moving on before serena like how dare you i guess like it, it just wouldn't normally expected, be a thing guess, but by her team at, right because as so, like as there is such like a, a discrepancy between like serena and dan like dan is such like you know um, a nobody at the school, and Serena is the former queen, and by right. the end of the episode, the current queen again. Yeah, she's, at like, this point, she's uh, the right-hand woman of the queen herself, and was a former queen, so everyone that follows Gobsworth is think, expecting Serena to bounce back first, so she's embarrassed a little I th- bit yeah. by that. Okay, I think, I think and I would, I would also like to um, uh, change my previous answer for favorite character. Kristen Bell is always oh, going to yeah. be my oh, favorite yes. character in everything great, she's in. So yeah, uh, I forgot about that. Kristen Bell's in so much great stuff. Like, it's hard to pick out the best Kristen Bell project. She just yeah. nails whatever she's doing. Kristen Bell, this is a very pro Kristen Bell pro, uh, podcast, unless, Brendan, you're about to no, offer no, a I hot love, take. I love her. Okay, great. So uh, Lily is going to stop by the gallery, and this is the most action the art gallery has seen all series, maybe, as two separate people have now stopped by. And we have our, <laughs> our, our first Lily and Rufus content of the season. Got to get the nice, you know, Rufus D plot mm-hmm. in. Um, I guess in more ways than one is his his D, and also it's oh. it's the D story of the episode. Oh, you know, I'll give you uh, a apparently, <laughs> give me Laughed a little what? for that. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> I thought you were uh, keeping track of like how many zingers I had. You're gonna <laughs> no, that's give me a, another point. <laughs> um, yeah, apparently Rufus only hangs out in his gallery when Lily is around to drop by. Because the first three episodes he was hanging out in the cafe. Now he's hanging out in the gallery uh, because maybe maybe hoping to bump into Lily. And you know, Lily and Rufus are getting their flirt on here. They're gonna head to Repo Man, whatever that is. I don't. Do either of you know what Repo Man is? <laughs> they seem very no. excited. It's an it's an old movie with the uh, shouted out Harry Dean Stanton. Oh, he gets a lot of sh- yeah, he gets a lot of shout outs in this episode. They really he's uh, yeah, so I saw that in the trivia oh, okay. uh, that he, there's also Pretty in Pink comes up, which he's also yes. in. This okay, scene so... made me laugh too, just because the way Lily walks in and then's like, you know what, I shouldn't do this, and tries to walk away, and then when he's like, oh, Lily, and then she turns around like, oh, what are you doing here? Like the way her face that she makes when. She's caught and tries to play it off like she didn't mean to be there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was very funny. And I love 
And I feel like all the Vanderwoodsons have like their catchphrases in this episode. Like Lily has the catchphrases, "Oh, I should have called. I'm sorry." She says that in like every scene. Serena, as Dan calls out by the end, Serena, every scene when she's fighting with Dan is like, "I didn't plan this." Mm-hmm. Like this is her, that's her big, uh, that's her big yeah. thing where she thinks she can get out of everything by saying that she didn't plan anything. But I'm also loving so, where Lily's at at this point in the series as compared to the beginning when we first meet Lily. It's it's so interesting how. The turns have tabled, as they say, where Lily is like yes. just not giving Rufus the time of day in the beginning. Is like so annoyed by his presence in general. Now she's just like, <laughs> yeah, as soon exactly. as she's back from her honeymoon, she can't stay away from the guy. Now she's yeah, she's obsessed with Rufus now. So uh, Blair and the minions have found Amanda. Uh, love that they're all matching here. They've like just come out of like gym or something. They're all in their field hockey uniforms <laughs> and wearing headbands. I was hoping we're gonna get more uh, of this. Know, have- we almost got another field hockey scene. I know. You, ha- you have to match when you're going to torment a new girl. It's it's a rule to live by. You <laughs> all have to wear the same thing. Uh, the, the new minion is already with them, already decked out in her, a headband of her own. And they tell Amanda that associating Dan will be bad for her health, social, emotional, and even physical, as Blair just, like, drops her field hockey mallet or stick or whatever. Like, she, she was holding it, and she drops it directly onto Amanda's foot, which is a nice <laughs> touch. Uh, she's trying to convince Amanda to ditch Dan for them, but Serena shows up to stop them. And Blair's just like, they were about to get lunch together. Is that what you want? Lunch? <laughs> as in the meal before dating? Like, it's very funny. <laughs> very good point. I don't and know how, Serena it's does... amazing how Blair is still so likable while bullying somebody. I don't get it. Oh, because she's just so funny. Yeah. She's ama- yeah. Like, I would love to be bullied by Blair. <laughs> <laughs> I will call out any bullying except for Blair. She's allowed to do whatever she wants. Yeah. And Serena, Serena doesn't try to, like, further stop her, though, as, you know, so it looks like this play from Blair may have worked because Amanda does walk off with them. Um... Obviously, this is all a play from the beginning, but at this point, it does look like Blair's plan is working. Um, Also, Vanessa has showed up to old lady Catherine's house, and she's trying to return the check um, that she got like an idiot. But I I guess, to your point, Brendan, maybe she doesn't want, like, the FBI investigating her or anything. Right. I'm sure that wasn't her thought process because she's not also all that bright, Um, but it's a good move in that respect. I think she was more just annoyed by it. And so the butler tells her she's not available, but she asks if she can just put down, like, put the check down somewhere, and he agrees and just walks away. Like, what is he doing? Did he did he know that uh, Marcus and Catherine were, like, getting it on in the other room, and he just walked away to let Vanessa, you know, discover it? Or did he, like, not know this was happening? Either way, he probably shouldn't have just let Vanessa roam around the house. Yeah, and then she just leaves, the ch- like, the $5,000 check underneath, like, some vase. Yeah. yeah, what is the butler doing? Like, a, a real misstep by the butler here. <laughs> Are, have, has either of you ever seen a butler in real life? Is that hmm. still an occupation <laughs> I don't that know exists? If I have. No, but there's one here. We saw Chuck's butler last week, so they they definitely have butlers. Uh, I have never seen a an IRL butler. I have only <laughs> I've only seen them. Let's in, have a butler on the pod. Uh, television shows. If, if we have any butler listeners, yeah. uh, sound off and <laughs> yeah, let's uh, come any, on the pod. If there's any is, butlers is, out there, is butling a verb? <laughs> butling, or, like what? <laughs> I have no, I've never. I think that's a little. That's something different that we'll talk about on a different show. To buttle, <laughs> to to buttle or not to buttle. Um, so yeah, I'm not gonna I get the laugh track for that. Um, one, sorry, Vanessa. Thank you. <laughs> Vanessa does hear something because the butler is no no longer buttling and opens the door and sees the you know the old lady and her stepson getting it on. Um, Colin, you had not met Lord Marcus yet, so I, did you? I guess at this point you probably didn't understand that this was her own stepson that she was uh, making out with right now. That is one of the things I had with a couple of question marks after mm. it. And uh, my notes here is, turns out the guy banging Catherine, who is also his, his stepmom? Like, <laughs> yeah. Is she also banging Nate? Question mark, question so I think mark. this was a like, misstep yep, in the episode. They probably should have, for people that were watching this 
episode standalone, he should have said, "I love you, mommy." Mid of like mid makeout session <laughs> yeah. would have helped a lot. It, like it, it appears that I did understand what uh-huh. was going on, but I, in the moment, I thought it was something I had to be wrong. About. Like, there's <laughs> right. no way I'm, yeah. I'm interpreting this correctly. No, no, anything goes in this show. Uh, Brendan, you knew what was going on, so you were probably like cheering for. This I was. I it. was hoping this scene went yeah. longer. <laughs> um. So yeah, that is we get that big. Reveal. I, honestly, I was the actually I was literally many, laughing. This was this was I, almost I could, my joke of the episode. I can imagine you laughing at this <laughs> when we get this reveal because they definitely don't hint at it at all no, in the other no. episodes. This is very out of nowhere that we. What see a this funny here. reveal! Um, this this bumps so, up like a whole letter grade for the episode. Just this moment alone. <laughs> So Dan is waiting for Amanda now. Chuck stops by because Chuck is literally everywhere in this episode. He, he just lets Dan know she's not coming, which is a classic move. Uh, Dan, Dan should have confused. made a joke about that. And he said, do you hear that a lot, buddy? Yeah. 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 I, I don't think he knows about uh, Chuck's Chuck's issues with, uh, with uh, the <laughs> she's right, not that, coming of it all. That's something doesn't know either. Last episode, uh, Chuck could not get it up. That was one of the plot lines. Oh, yeah. man. Yeah. Yeah, that was the plot line. He can only get it up for Blair these days, unfortunately. So, uh, um, but Chuck Chuck does explain it. She says she met some new friends. They extended an invitation for lunch. Hockey sticks were involved. Um, I, I would have more questions if I were Dan, but he's, he's like, okay, All right, takes it in stride. <laughs> it uh, it seems like this is not his first hockey field hockey <laughs> stick right. news no, yeah, exactly. being no, no, broken no. to him. He's like, okay, standard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's that's what usually happens here. As as one does. Exactly. And naturally, if uh, Blair and the crew accept Amanda into their uh, into their crew, uh, they'll be bound by her laws, which means they won't be allowed to date ex-boyfriends. So I guess the plan is that every time Dan talks to a girl until Serena has moved on, that uh, Blair is just going to turn her into a minion. So uh, did you think, Brendan, that by the end of the year, we'd see like Blair with just 50 minions? Everyone that tries to talk <laughs> with Dan just gets uh, added into the into Well, the by group. the end of this episode, that could that seems like that's what's going on. Uh, like Everyone is just <laughs> avoiding him completely. And I, I wasn't sure why exactly. I mean, we'll get to it, but... Uh, everyone seems to be on team uh, team queen, which, which, whoever the queen may be by the end of the episode. They seem to be oh, yeah. all against him. So, yeah, you don't want to cross the the queen. No. Um, at this point, I feel like I mean I already knew what was going to happen, but at this point, I almost felt like like we have to be asking like why is Chuck so invested in this storyline? Yes. Like it doesn't make sense unless Chuck has some kind of master plan. Like obviously, you guys didn't see the reveal coming, but were you guys wondering like why is Chuck hanging on everyone and just like why is he so invested in this uh, Dan, Amanda, Blair, Serena thing? Like, well, my, my answer is probably different from Colin, obviously, because I have a little bit more context. But with what, with what recently happened with him and Blair, you assume it's Blair related. You don't know how exactly he's swinging this around to be uh blair motivated but you have to assume that he's doing this to try and get her back in some way right uh i mean my thought was in in a in an environment where there are gossip blogs about the goings-on of me and my fellow high school students i thought this was just par for the course i didn't I, again didn't it's understand just what's that chuck yeah. is being like particularly leery right, this episode right, right. chuck is just trying to get the scoop. and at first i felt yeah. the same way but yeah. as this kept right, going exactly. on i was like this, this has got to be something else because they keep showing him he's not just like being a funny background right, character yeah. he's a main cast member there's got to be something to the main plot of this Right, because if you've seen other episodes, you'd you'd notice that Chuck usually does have a storyline of his yeah. own. So it is weird that he's just kind of being like I, I'm trying to think of like a like I was I almost said Cosmo Kramer, but it's not exactly <laughs> the same. Where he's just kind of like intruding on right. other people's. But stories I, I do like that like role for him being in the, the future. Comic if we have a, a comic relief Chuck episode where he's not really involved; he's just there being himself. Right. We, we need someone less problematic to play Kramer. So Ed West. <laughs> <come on down. laughs> 
<laughs> in the reboot of Seinfeld and Wesker is <laughs> yeah. playing Kramer. Um, Maybe that would be so a better hairdo point- for, for Chuck next season. <laughs> that would be that would be great if he tried out the that would be strong thing. yeah <laughs> so vanessa calls dan at this point and dan's like uh sorry i can't right now because i'm literally at school but vanessa's like it's an emergency i don't understand why she can't just tell dan over the phone but dan has to leave school to meet up with vanessa here uh before we get to that the girls are on the steps here amanda is now part of the crew but it kind of doesn't even look like she wants to be there and serena is going to send her off to get some gelato so serena can tell blair that she doesn't like what's going on but i mean to dan's credit you know, she doesn't tell Amanda directly that she's fine with her talking to Dan. She doesn't really try to stop this at any point. She just kind of like half-heartedly tells Blair, like, um, "Yeah, I don't like this. Don't she do it." Doesn't but she hate seems it. perfectly fine. That yeah, she seems perfectly fine that it's all happening. She's like, this is wrong, but and, I, this is kind of benefiting me. Exactly. And Blair, like Serena, walks away, and Blair ends the episode with a. Uh, it's for your own good, S. She drops the hard S there. And I know, Colin, as one of your main <laughs> hang-ups for why you couldn't uh, uh. continue watching Gossip Girl was that famously, I, this sticks out to me that you said that you could not get behind them calling Serena. Oh, I, okay, like, this is the person. Yeah. This is so the person. So not only that. Oh, sorry, Brendan. Oh, no, 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 I was saying this. I, was, I had heard of you. Now I, I know who you are because I heard about this complaint. It's uh, a very funny complaint. So not only is Matt uh dead right about this <laughs> i was sitting here moments ago looking at one of the notes that i have written down here because last night i went through the painstaking process and i was torn between whether or not to bring this up but now that it has come up <laughs> organically i will dive into this uh i have gone through the entire alphabet and have arrived at the following <laughs> conclusion which is the overwhelming majority of just like standalone letters are totally fine as far as I would be concerned for like abbreviating a person's name to. I guess I have, let's see, I have eight letters here that I have (laughs) deemed unacceptable as single letter abbreviations and they are as follows. The unacceptable unacceptable eight, wiki updaters, get ready. These are the unacceptable eight. This is incredible. (laughs) And this was a highly scientific process, so absolutely no alterations will ever need to be made. Uh, I have landed on the following letters. If you know someone with this as the first letter of their first please, name, please they're just Colin. out of luck, as far as I'm concerned. We have F, Oof. H, oh. N, R, S, U, W, you. and Y. <laughs> I don't Those know which one is the worst. That is the axis of evil. Yeah. You, maybe U is the w worst. W definitely worse. So so many syllables in W. Yeah, you had a you had an audible reaction to you. <laughs> I guess you doesn't make sense. You is disgusting. You, you, you can't possibly call someone you because you is already a word. Like it's already. But I, I, can, I can hear them saying the letter. Like it is somehow. It's already it a pronoun. So bad. And, yeah, but this is Gossip Girl's thing. She will call everyone by the. But also the characters like in the show, like Blair is calling her S. I also don't like it. I don't have much of a problem with you. I think the. Uh, as you do, not to be confused with the letter U, I don't have as much a problem as you, Colin Stone, do with it. Um, but this is definitely a complaint, not necessarily just the S of it all, but Naomi did come on here and didn't like that uh, Serena and Blair call each other S and B. She thinks that the nicknames should at the very least be better. There's also been some IMDB reviewers with this complaint, mm-hmm. so it is not a foreign complaint, but definitely S. I mean, when we talked about it, we determined that, um, you know, a letter that kind of ends in a like consonant sound like F. H S or, or like, that is more not just starts going, with a vowel, I think is the problem. That is not going to work. But yeah, also U, Y, W just too many syllables. I mean, I agree with the list. I think you've done a phenomenal do, job. Do you have a least favorite on that list? Thank like, what's you. the worst one on the of those eight for you? 
I think I mean W is just such a mouthful <laughs> yeah. that, that that seems the most ridiculous to me. But honestly, the one that just like stood out as the most kind of nails on a chalkboard to me is H. And I think yeah, yeah. weirdly like you can get away with calling someone like H bomb or like H dog or whatever. Like H mm-hmm, H works mm-hmm. well as a standalone letter, but you need to have some kind of suffix to it. But H by itself is just trash. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I think I agree with this. I can't, I can't disagree with any of the points being made here. So, I'm glad. It's, I, like I said, it is. This is not my opinion. This is just highly yes. scientific, Art objective fact. fact. Oh yeah, it, H yeah, especially yeah. sounds seen, like you're I've saying itch. Like, like someone's like, hey, H, and like itch. What? Like, what do you want me to? Like, it just sounds like you're saying a different thing, or like yes, you're, you're sneezing. A very R is also brutal. R is, R is, is not not good times. Yeah, I, I've seen the data for this, and it's absolutely correct. So I'm glad we went on this tangent because it's mm-hmm. very informative. Very at important. Least. You can't say you didn't learn anything from listening to the Lonely yes. Boys podcast. Thank you for um, doing the good work. Con. So Dan is, Dan, yeah. Dan has now uh, cut school to meet up with Vanessa, I guess. Uh, there's so much time in between classes that he could just leave the premises and come back before missing anything. Uh, Vanessa doesn't know what to do with this information. She feels like no matter what she does, it will end badly for her. Uh, because we, we know Vanessa's just not a gifted schemer. Like, she can't do anything. But she says she can't confront Catherine because the butler will remember her. I don't understand this line of thinking. I don't know. Brendan, what's the problem here? I don't. I think I wrote this down, too. I was like, what, what is the issue like what? Who's what's, like, what's the butler gonna do? She doesn't yeah, want to be butled again. Dan's on the same page. Yeah, she's she's like, I can't confront Catherine because then the butler will remember me. Oh, and not like, you yeah, again. Then she'll, uh, then she'll then she'll uh, you know, whatever. Turn the captain in. I don't know what the butler <laughs> has to know. do with any of this. I mean, to be fair, we we still aren't fully clear on what butling entails. Right. Yeah, so that's true. I, yeah. It, it, yeah, it may be a more drawn out process than we're giving it credit for. <laughs> and we'll have to look into that for future episodes. But so Vanessa asks what she can do. Dan obviously knows who the queen of scheming is. You obviously have to go to Blair here. And I'm excited at this point because I love when Blair teams up with anyone, even if it is uh, Vanessa. And this will obviously not go as well as it should. But uh, Dan says he has to go with because of this thing with Serena. Not because he is class or anything, but because of the thing with Serena. That's why he needs to get, to get back to school. I'm just very concerned for the, uh, for these, the students' educations, all of them here. As you should be. Because we, we still yeah. have not, well, we will not see a class. Will we see, get more classroom drama in the future? You, you don't have to spoil too much for me, but how much more? Like, like I think we've only gotten a handful of classroom scenes in general. Like the time where they, they were going through uh, the investigation with the dean. Maybe that was that the only time we've yes. been in there. Um, I'm not sure. There's been, I think there's been some other stuff, but I, I, we will get some more stuff. Okay. So don't don't worry. There'll be some classroom drama here. Uh, Dan does make it back to school. No one even noticed he was gone. Uh, so Serena finds him to apologize, but it's just more of the same with Serena. She's fumbling over her words, not saying the right thing. And, and Dan's right. Like, she could have done more to stop it. But Serena's obviously like, oh, no, it's not my fault. It's not my fault. And, you know, obviously it is more of Blair's fault, but Serena is still always, like, making the worst decision at any given moment. Like, she, 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 she doesn't do the right thing in any moment here. No, she, continue, she continues this trend seemingly the rest of the episode, um, which surprised me that I enjoyed her so much this episode because she was doing what she always does, but in a more engaging and compelling way somehow. Well, yeah. Well, what Dan's right because once she embraces it, like the minions do, like she oh, instantly be becomes like right. more standable yeah. like, at the end. And she's like, "All right, let me do my heel." Yeah, I guess here. you're right because but that yes. is the annoying part about. It. She's like, "Oh, I'm so like she doesn't own it and is just exactly, like, oh, yeah. woe is me. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean it. Like that's that's annoying." And it kind of starts with this one where, uh, you know, Dan's like, I didn't know it would be like this. And, you know, Serena hits her, him with the, uh, just so you know, if this was a competition, I wouldn't need that. See, this is where it starts to so, turn. I'm like, this is good. Exactly. At first I was like, oh, okay, that's a good yes. line. I'll give you that. Um, 
But yeah, this doesn't do anything to uh, stop Amanda from wanting to hang out with Dan. She doesn't like bullies, so she still wants to hang out with Dan here. Uh, Vanessa does show Blair the picture evidence. I don't know how Vanessa took this picture without them like noticing her. Like, I guess they were just you know so hot and heavy that they couldn't. They didn't hear the door open. They didn't I mean, wouldn't see you be, Vanessa there. They didn't. They didn't see her. What? Wouldn't you be so hot? And, how could you control yourself? Uh, yeah, I, I, I guess you're right. If I was uh, in that situation, then it would be it'd be tough. It'd be, be tough to see what was going on behind me. But uh, Blair is pretty devastated here. She asks Vanessa, you know, who else knows before like snapping at her. And so Blair sends the picture to herself, and she threatens Vanessa that uh, she and Dan better not tell anyone anything, or she'll pretty much like kill them. And Blair's gonna take care of this, like the mob boss that she is. And I had full faith yeah. in Blair to uh, take care of this, unlike Vanessa. I did like, too. Uh, Colin, did you did you have faith in Blair to pull this off? Oh, I my faith in Blair knows no bounds. When exactly, I, <clears throat> it, yeah, it, there is. I don't. I, again, I don't know virtually anything that's going to happen over the course of the remaining episodes and however many seasons there are on Gossip Girl. But whatever Blair storyline you told me, I would have a hard time doubting. I like. I this is a person who. Again, I don't know this to be the case. Wouldn't be surprised if this series culminates in Blair literally becoming president of America <laughs> at age 19 or yeah. whatever. Like, the I would one spoiler I've gotten from this, this series is that is how it ends. She just goes into the Senate and strong arms <laughs> yep. Pelosi into changing the, the yeah. laws for how old you have to be. I see it. I definitely see it happening. So uh, Dan and Amanda are on some kind of date here. They show up to the bar that, you know, just serves all the underage students. Uh, and, you know, everyone's there to see them. Apparently this is a big no-no and the minions are going to snap a pic, send it to Gossip Girl. Uh, seems like in season two, at least, we're, we're getting a lot of Gossip Girl as a lot more like of an active character. Like outside of the one episode in the first season, we didn't get a lot of like people actually sending tips to Gossip Girl and her like, you know, creating the drama. So we're getting a lot more of that se- this season. Right, I think uh, especially because Chuck is know- making a lot of use of it so far this season. Exactly. Which is probably yeah, flagging up a lot Chuck of people that Gossip think that is him. Not that we care about that all that yeah, much, true. but I, I, the more I think about this episode, like as I'm, I just watched it like right directly before we hopped on here. But as we're talking it out, I'm more and more annoyed at myself for not kind of flagging up these these little tidbits by Amanda. Like, oh, why why else would she bring him to this bar that everyone else is at? Like, it's, it's more and more right, suspicious right, right, as right. we speak about it. Exactly. Um, I'd also like to just quickly, sorry, unrelatedly, no, correct myself. It. Nancy Pelosi is not a senator, but <laughs> same idea. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Yeah, we were actually in in the real time. We were actually getting a lot of angry tweets about right. that, so. that, that. I just knew if I that was going to bother me, and I'm sure other <laughs> right, listeners right. out. And there. you knew this only because you well, were in you. her office uh, sometime around the winter last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I brought a couple souvenirs yes. with me in case you'd like some <laughs> <Okay>. proof. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Dan is, Dan's sleeping now. Jenny wakes him up by hitting him in the face with a pillow, which is iconic. And Jenny is so pissed at Dan for going out in public with Amanda. And she's just like so, like, says it so delightfully condescending. We're just like, oh, her name's Amanda, before like hitting her, him with the yeah, pillow This is great again. just like seeing uh, uh, Jenny's fandom for the Gossip Girl world. It's so it's entertaining. Yes. Like, I just like, I like this a lot. Yeah, she's a, she's back to being a Serena stand through and through. And Je- Jenny knows a thing or two about the Upper East Side politics. You know, she tells Dan that it's social suicide. It's also mean. Serena doesn't deserve to be treated like this. I still don't think Dan has really done anything that no, terrible he's done yet wrong. besides just ha- having the nerve. Like, she was, to to- he girl, was told where I to will- go. So he's like, all right, I'll just come with. Exactly. And I'll defer to Jenny here, though. She's uh, she's fully Team Serena these days, and she's uh, she's also correct when she tells Dan to just talk to her, because that's usually the answer in like ninety percent of these plots. If you just have a conversation, like you'll probably be able to figure something yeah, out. Yeah, most most but... of the 
miscommunication is miscommunication it, itself. Right. Yeah, but it's so much sexier to just throw secondhand shade back and forth for oh, absolutely. seasons oh, yeah. on end. Absolutely. That's that, that's how we get all of these iconic quotes. And we get back-to-back funny wake-up scenes as Chuck has decided to wake up Serena by <laughs> creepily sitting next to her in her bed. Like, he's fully dressed up and is stroking her face with a flower. <laughs> um, how would you guys rather be woken up? Pillow to the face or flower across the cheek? Flower by Chuck specifically. <laughs> this, this is also my joke of the episode. By the okay. way, this is got Colin, a huge do you, laugh. Do you agree with this? <laughs> I am a difficult person to wake up unprompted. I'm fine at it when I can just wake up naturally, but I honestly feel like I could have used many more pillows to the face uh, on a lot of mornings when I had some sort of pressing the fl- obligations. <laughs> the flower to the cheek wouldn't work for you. Wouldn't wouldn't work I, you? Yeah, it, it would honestly make it worse. I would, it would be too and deeper of a sleep. Easy to fall back. Yeah, I, I I need a bucket of water dumped on my head, frankly. <laughs> I love that scene. It was so funny. Just, Chuck is just in his element here, just fucking with everyone. I bet this is probably an improvised like, scene, too. This is just how he wakes up everybody. <laughs> yeah, he's just like, how can I wake up Serena today? I, I got it. <laughs> uh, Vanessa is at the school. Jenny seems excited to see her, but Vanessa is going to list her help to try and find Blair. Um, I guess Blair could have texted Vanessa back more if she didn't want Vanessa flying off the handle, but also Vanessa should just be trusting Blair. But um, Jenny, Jenny's going to go to talk to her old friends, and they're very cold to her. Um, Brendan, you've watched all of the episodes recently, just as recent as uh-huh. I have. Why do they hate her so much? I am trying to remember what happened, and the only thing I can think of is that they're still mad at her for lying about Asher. Right. I, 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 I didn't know why they were so angry. More, I, just, I thought they would more just be like pitying her and embarrassed for her because the way she ended things was more embarrassing for Jenny rather than her fucking any of yeah. them over. Out of everything that Jenny's done, like, that was the final straw. Like, they're never going to talk to her again because she lied about having sex with Asher. Yeah, I don't know. I guess they're expecting us to just kind of forget about the specifics of it and just take for granted. Like, okay, they are mad at her and they're going to try and bully her. Yeah. Do you think this is Jenny's lot in life now? Or do you think uh, another rise to the top oh, is coming? We have so much time left. She's going to rise to the top again. Especially, like, once, yeah, I just once like, the end of senior year happens, she's going to take this place by storm. Yeah, I just hate seeing Jenny on the bottom. We we need another yeah. power shift here. Well, she's Co- got, Colin, she's got are you rooting, years left. Are you, yeah. Colin, are you rooting for uh, Jenny to uh, rise to the top again? Or, or do you not care I, about Jenny? I, 100%. I was devastated when she fell yeah. to yeah, the bottom and can't, can't wait for the big rebound. Yeah, but isn't Jenny younger than them? By yes, Jenny. Yeah. Jenny is two years younger than them, so she is a sophomore now. She was a freshman in the first season, which is why it was so remarkable that she was able to take down Blair a couple times. Yeah, incredible pedigree. I, I couldn't believe it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, so I'll never forget. No, I can, I can tell. I can I can tell that this is stuck with you all, the, all these years later. Um, Serena and Dan again, but this time it's Serena that's pissed. Like, how dare Dan go out with another girl? Apparently this was so humiliating to Serena for some reason that everyone saw him out with another girl. And Dan Dan calls her out about what she's been doing, and she's like, all right, fine, you're right. And she proposes a date between the three of them. Uh, not sure what this was supposed to accomplish, but and Dan obviously thinks it's weird as well, but agrees to it. She's like, yeah... Okay, fine. You're right. Let's the three of us hang out for some reason. Yeah, like what is? I, I didn't get this I at all. I thought this was crazy. Like she yeah. wants to just monitor how their chemistry is, and is like, okay, you guys can date now. Like she's supposed to give them the okay. Yeah. This makes no sense. Don't know what Serena's plan was here. Like I don't know how this was supposed to turn out well, but 
so Vanessa now sees Blair and Marcus in a restaurant, and uh, obviously they're so happy because Blair touches Marcus's hand, so Vanessa storms out. And Vanessa is once again doing her thing where she jumps to conclusions way too soon and is now just assuming that Blair is doing nothing based on the one second of evidence that she's seen. Like, Vanessa's just so dumb. I, there's no other way to describe her. She's an idiot. So, um, as soon as you Vanessa... better watch your mouth. <laughs> yeah, I know, How I long has she... <laughs> How long did she even wait before she's like, I can't take this. Is it taking too long? Let me spy two on seconds. Blair. Two seconds. Oh, oh. Two seconds in the restaurant, but yeah, like before she started creeping on Blair, like a day maybe. Like what? What? I don't know. Like, let the girl Give work. Like, she's got a process. Like she'll figure it out. This is Blair. Blair is very like you know she's capable of ruining your life. She's obviously capable of ruining anyone's life. Yes. And, and then, as soon as Vanessa leaves, Blair confronts Marcus about him fucking his mom. And in a funny so, way, I guess we should bring this up, Brendan. The official position of the podcast is that step siblings are allowed to date and actually should be encouraged to date. Yes. However. Uh, we have never had to discuss the classic stepson stepmom relationship until now. No. Is this also okay? We have not uh, talked about this yet, and I'm glad we have because my dad has a girlfriend. They're not married yet, but I think once they do get married, if they do at all, I'll let you know what my feelings are and if I start being attracted to her. Um, <laughs> okay, so this, so where you come down on this is fully dependent with on how absolutely. you feel about your own stepmom. Yes, yes, yes. So you're waiting to make that call. <laughs> um, Precisely. I mean, this just seems so much weirder to me, especially because, you know, they only know each other because she's married to his dad. Like, this is not a situation where they were already dating and then, like, their parents randomly get married, so now they're step-siblings. Like, I don't know. I- I'm going to have to draw the line here where I'm okay and supportive of the step-siblings, but the uh, stepson, stepmom, got to draw the line somewhere. Might as well be yeah, Colin, we're, we're going to need your ruling as well. Uh, Matt, I don't know if you are familiar with the actor Paul Rudd. But <laughs> I Go believe on, there is a, a a controversial storyline from Clueless, right? Yes, but he dates his step-sibling, his stepsister, which I famously am supportive of and in favor. Like, step-sibling should all date each other. I mean, okay, that's. I was wondering if it kind of stemmed from that, that your staunch helps, advocacy. <laughs> okay. I, I, I mean, I get, like, on one hand, why it's not that weird because there is no blood right. relation of any kind but it also like it, i get also why it feels a bit strange to people on the outside the same way that for instance even knowing full well that the actors are completely unrelated it was weird to me when uh dexter and dexter's sister were mm. dating in real <laughs> life or like i know famously on like the brady bunch back in the day oh, yeah, brady i think bunch, it was like greg brady and Marsha brady were like dating in real life and i know uh, obviously i am aware that they are people who didn't even meet right, until right. they were on the same tv show weird. together yeah yeah, yeah brady, exactly brady bunch is the most incestuous family of all time my, for my money <laughs> <laughs> i'm just dating each other. But yeah i yeah it definitely is weird but um De- certainly the fact that uh, Marcus only knows this woman because she is married to his dad. Like, I just feel like that is weird. I, I know. I guess, Brendan, you disagree. Obviously, you have no, no I, I, hang-ups I, in reality, that. I do agree. It's, like, it's just funny. Like, think about <laughs> from uh, Marcus's point of view, Dad, did the Duke brings home this woman like, oh, Dad, you brought home a great one. Perfect. Look at this. <laughs> yeah, like, it's just a strange. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I, it sounds like Brendan is less concerned with, how the relationship began to form and more concerned with just making sure that adults can bang teenagers. That's really it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm glad you, you had me been his mission statement. F- yeah. Mission statement from the first episode, actually. <laughs> right. I, um, I don't know what's going to happen in the so, series, but I want to just make sure we're all on board. <laughs> <laughs> so Blair is now yelling at boring Lord Marcus and Lord Marcus is still boring, even though he's now fucking his stepmom, still a boring character. Yeah, he's doing uh, it and so now boring. Catherine comes in. 
yeah, Catherine comes in and here we go. So Blair tells her to take a seat, which is the most offensive thing you can say to someone. And then she shows her the evidence by sending the picture directly to Catherine. You know, Marcus looks mortified. Catherine looks defeated. And Queen Blair just looks so smug. And um, yeah, C- Catherine clearly has a thing for younger guys here with Nate and Marcus now. It seems to be a pattern. And uh, glad that Blair is finally going to be able to take her down here. But, um, but not so fast because... Vanessa has showed up to Lady Catherine's house again, but this time to talk to Mr. Lady Catherine himself, the Duke. Uh, we don't see him, but she, but she does talk to him. And it's just so frustrating because Vanessa thinks she can hang with the big leaguers, but she just can't. Like every time she tries to scheme, she just misplays everything and gets outplayed by everyone. And it is no different in this episode. Even when it's in her best interest, too. Like she's trying to help herself and she just can't do it. Yeah, she's just. But don't we also kind of love a scrappy underdog who never gives up, right? Well,. I've said this before. On paper, Vanessa should be a rootable character that we are able to like like and enjoy. But just something about her is just so annoying, especially um, when I am rooting for Blair so much and she's just ruining all the hard work right. that Blair like, is putting in. We love in. a good chaotic character, like someone who's scheming and is doing it well and succeeding in it. But when she's trying to scheme and is like fucking up and realize like, oh, shit, I fucked that up. Like that's less entertaining than someone who's trying to be chaotic and is like, I did this all this on purpose. That's more engaging. Know your role, Vanessa. That's what it comes down to. Um, the uh, the thruple is on their date here. Dan and Amanda are talking books, and Serena just feels like an idiot. Um, Colin, as someone who famously doesn't read, is this how you would feel if you were on a date and the other two-thirds <laughs> of your thruple started talking classic books? I hard-related to this situation from Serena <laughs> and was honestly jealous that she had someone there who could sidetrack it onto lacrosse <laughs> moves or whatever. <laughs> I yeah. don't know why that was painted as a negative, but what is going on with... How are seventeen-year-olds just at a bar and like ordering martinis and so forth? And that seems to just be totally fine. Yeah, these are seventeen-year-olds who are able to just get drinks at any bar they want. Like they they have no problem. Like you have to suspend your disbelief in every episode because they are always just going to clubs and bars and just getting served alcohol, no problem. And I I don't know. But uh, perhaps even more unbelievable than that to me is if I'm willing to grant that these teenagers can go and order drinks at whatever bar they want and that's fine with me i i'm willing to look past that the one very unrealistic part of that equation to me is none of them seem even remotely drunk which is not consistent <laughs> with the teenagers with alcohol access right. that well, I, I think they have such a high tolerance because they do true. this so often <laughs> yeah, uh, true yeah true. we've definitely seen them get wasted before serena in particular yes and she's um, starting to get yeah, there this it doesn't episode. seem like yeah it doesn't seem like they're getting noticeably wasted in this um so now the minions have brought over some uh, some hunky guys, including Jens, the captain of the Dalton lacrosse team. And Serena's- is this the same lacrosse player that was referenced earlier? By the way, it's yeah, like my know. brother's a lacrosse. I, I thought that might have been a cool tie. Yeah, I'm assuming that it was. Now that you now that now that we're talking about it, because you know it would just be a weird coincidence if if not. But they don't like make a special mention of it at any point. But I think we'll say that it's canon that this is uh this is the new minions' uh, older brother who is captain of the lacrosse team. We just, we just cracked the Reddit case wide open. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> the, the, the 15-year-old cold case that has never been able to be cracked. We finally yeah. did it. Um, so Serena is prepared to like ditch her thruple date for these guys. Um, I, I mean, I don't blame her because the date is obviously going terribly, but this was literally Serena's idea, so I don't know what she thought was going to happen. <laughs> but she's going to bring J- Jens back, and they're going to talk some lacrosse, and uh, she's brought him over the table to pretty much just get back at Dan for being too this smart. This is very and, funny. Um, 
to be fair to Dan, it does sound like a pretty boring lacrosse story. Um, as yeah. far as lacrosse yeah. stories go, fake I don't know if I faked right. I mean, I faked left did again. you hear the part where he faked <laughs> yeah. left? Because that faked. was a pretty big yeah, deal. He faked left and then he faked right. I mean, I don't know what's a better reveal: the end of this episode or the end of his lacrosse story, where he <laughs> right. fakes left and then fakes right and then hits him. Like I did not see that coming at all. It was crazy. Um, so yeah, Serena's just gonna further like just you know kind of rub it in Dan's face because as. He was seemingly rubbing in the book thing in her face. She's going to be like, oh, Dan doesn't really like sports. He likes poets and letters to poets. And then just looks at Dan as if to say, like, yeah, I got you, bitch. You can't talk about sports. (laughs) And then... uh then when Amanda gets up, Serena just gives a sarcastic, oh, Amanda, which like poor Amanda, who right now we just right. think is an innocent bystander. This is fun. Like, I think we're starting to get a little bit of this. like a tipsy Serena, too. I think that's why she's letting loose like this and that's is being true, yeah. so rude. But I like seeing this side. Yeah, and I love this part where Serena also gets up to get another drink, and now it's just Dan and Jen's, and we get the great exchange where Jen says, smoking hot, and Dan just gets up and leaves. That <laughs> <laughs> was good. That might have been my like, that oh might have been my joke of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> that really made me laugh. Dan, Dan can't even spend one second oh, with boy. this guy. Um, so Dan confronts Serena now. Uh, he, he calls her out, and Serena gives her motto where, I didn't plan this, which is technically true. She didn't come up with this plan before she left the house, but she obviously, like, intentionally made it happen. Like, like I didn't Serena's ask to be here. You made me come here, and you do <laughs> me pull this shit. Serena's always just claiming that things aren't her fault on technicalities. <laughs> like, oh, well, I technically didn't plan this, so you can't blame me for uh-huh. it. And uh, Serena is finally going to have the conversation with Dan that, like, she should have had in the first place. She's just sad that he has another girl out. Even though they were broken up, it still hurt. And she, like, starts to cry. And now I actually feel bad for her. Because right. if Serena would have just said this from the, from the be beginning, honest. then I obviously wouldn't have come down so hard on her. Like, it's perfectly natural to be said when your uh, ex-boyfriend moves on. Um, can't experience this. I can't, can't relate to this from my own experience, but I can imagine it would be said. Yeah, it was very recent, so, too. I think they did this right before school started, and school, it's still like the first week exactly. of school, seemingly. And this breakup is finally, looks like it finally uh, ha- takes, like the other ones have not. Uh-huh. Um, so Dan also now starts to feel like he, maybe he was a little bit of an asshole, so he just suggests they stay away from each other for a while, which is probably a good idea. I don't know. That's they the way, yeah. Probably shouldn't have, like, like, exes can be friends, but maybe not, like, a day after they break up. Maybe right, give it some time. Oh, was bit. going on a date with Dan and his <laughs> yeah. new girlfriend not the solution? <laughs> yeah, I thought it would work, coming. but no. <laughs> I also have to flag up here, Dan is wearing the fucking vest again. Right, what is going on? Did Dan just say, it's senior year, I'm only doing vests this year? Like, was this Penn Badgley's wardrobe choice for the season? I, Why is Dan wearing a stupid vest in every single episode so far? Some people season? just choose a look that they're going to go with for the start of a school year, and that's, that's this is what he chose, and he chose incorrectly. Yeah, it's been every episode so far that he's just wearing a vest. I don't know if it's the same vest or if he just has a closet full of vests. I'm waiting for an episode where he adds a top hat to it. (laughs) I mean, in all seriousness, I really felt, and this is not being sarcastic at all, that Dan wearing the vest did add some element of like the introspective brooding right. <laughs> that it felt like they were going uh-huh. for and he loves poetry and it is true that I, I i honestly felt like it worked it definitely did work not necessarily I, from like a fashion perspective right, but from right, a right. character development perspective yeah i'm just bringing it up because he's been wearing a vest every episode at this point and i, I don't think it ever looks good on him uh even though this famously is not a fashion podcast we never talk about the fashion but uh it's just that noticeable so um this is when Serena just kind of goes full villain, f- not villain, full villain 
tough to say that, full villain, and tells Dan that, you know, maybe you and Amanda should go. And Dan's like, are you ordering me to leave? And she says, consider it a suggestion. Why should I go, Dan? These are my friends here, and it's not exactly your kind, of a pla- your kind of place. And all of a sudden, I like Serena so much more now. Yeah. When she is embracing this, it is so much more likable, so much more iconic. And of course, Chuck also comes out of nowhere to uh, say, cashing out so soon, Humphrey. And we, we are at the point in this episode where every time Chuck shows up, I am just laughing because yep. it's, it's always unexpected and always a delight to see him. He's also wearing a, a purple suit and a bow tie in this scene. <laughs> it looks great. Which also, also yeah. Um, and so uh, Dan also notices that Chuck is just everywhere and asks Chuck to wear a bell. And <laughs> Chuck's just like nonchalant. He's like, kinky, I'll think about it. Which I thought might be your joke of the episode, Brendan. But no, the, the flower is just too good. Yeah. So uh, Blair and Nate are going to meet up. And this is the first we've seen of Nate since like the first scene when he talked to Vanessa. So <laughs> great to see Nate again, who has just been absent. Uh. Uh, Nate asks, what's so important? And Blair's like, well, I have some good news and some bad news. The bad news is that your girlfriend, Catherine, is a lying, manipulative, manipulating whore sleeping with her stepson. <laughs> which, what? Is, which is just a big revelation <laughs> in the moment. And Blair shows Nate the picture. And Nate seems surprised, but not at all broken up about it. Because, again, he doesn't even really like Catherine. Uh-huh. He's just right, at this point, uh, yep. having sex with her out of obligation, unfortunately, to him. And Blair informs Nate that she convinced him both to leave convince them both to leave town and Catherine agreed to pay off the captain's restitution if she doesn't say anything which I mean Blair Blair did it Masterfully. Blair got the best yeah. out of everything she negotiated this perfectly this point, she, she had got everything she wanted everything Nate wanted and again not so fast because Catherine calls Blair and Vanessa talked to the Duke and literally ruined everything and that's when Blair says okay maybe I only have bad news so, I mean <laughs> Colin how can, how can you still defend Vanessa here I I don't know that I can defend Vanessa's decision making uh, along the way here, but I am defending to the death Vanessa adding a twist to an otherwise straightforward get out of jail free. Okay. That is true. She de- she definitely did do that. But yes. at this point, I, I was- like I, I I'm spinning this now. I guess to myself as I like that Vanessa sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's- I mean, you're not wrong though, because then this this kind of plot line ends right here, and then we're still in episode four of the season. So. I want Nate to get to get out of jail free. And I like not okay, not get like his like because his dad's still gonna be on the lam and everyone's still gonna be searching for him. He's still, I mean, he's gonna have money now though, so that that's good. But um, I don't want Nate to be in this obligatory relationship with Catherine. It has gotten old. It was old in the second episode, and now we're in the fourth episode, and he's still, you know, Catherine and Marcus are still right. being kept around. The two worst characters that have been introduced so far. I just cannot wait for them to leave. Um, but it looks like we still might have to wait, uh, you know, a few more episodes for that to happen. So, as far as seeing uh, Nate only like twice in this episode, though, I think maybe this is the right pacing for Nate's plot lines. Is just to see this main character only a couple <laughs> times an episode, and then we we're not so bored by his like boring character yeah i guess so if they if they can't figure out what what to do yeah with just Nate, have them there a couple can, times a day yeah yeah so uh chuck now consults with the minions and convinces penelope to serve a nertini something that i have certainly never experienced did not did not think would exist but uh chuck even provides the nair makes the drink gives it to penelope and more on that later as we head back to the rufus storyline and we have the time-honored tradition of getting to the good stuff in the main story only to interrupt it with rufus nonsense. <laughs> like, at, at least he at least he's with lily here but we have not seen rufus all episode and they always do this we get to like almost the climax of the episode and then they're like, it's like parents are you still watching Rufus <laughs> and now Rufus <laughs> just, I, just I didn't uh, mind this one as much he, just because like you said this is this is Lily we're talking we haven't seen her all season long yet and I was just I was happy to oh, get yeah, a little bit this is like the kind of Rufus plot that I do like if we're gonna have a mainline Rufus plot yes. it's got to be the two of them going back and forth and like yearning for each yes. other 
I am definitely pro Rufus and Lily, so I'm glad if it had to be, you know, something that at least Lily's here. Uh, Colin, are you? Are, are we shipping them to I was get just, back together? I was going to ask, are you? Are you shipping Rufus and Lily? Or are you more of a Rufus and Claire guy? <laughs> I mean, I liked what little I heard and maybe saw of Claire, but <laughs> I feel like Rufus and Lily are probably a, a story more worth rooting for uh than yeah. the potentially fleeting romance he's had going on yeah. with Claire. is that the consensus is this more or less for us to like anyway. a, yeah i think most people I, root for yeah, rufus sorry. and Lil- i think that the the main points are people either come on and say we don't care about the adults don't show them at all or um if they are caring about the adults then yes definitely rufus and lily is like the main attraction there they want rufus and lily to get to get together because they are they are uh, good together they definitely have chemistry yeah. and, and it's sort of like a dance like, yeah i, I could have too. seen it going for sure yeah i i mean they to me it seemed just like an adult version of exactly what was going yep. on at the high school level but exactly, i I, yeah. I definitely would have believed if you had told me oh everyone in the audience is rooting for rufus and lily to reunite but also certainly would have believed that like everyone in the audience thinks this is like a toxic relationship and just right. wants them to get over each other. I wasn't sure which way that went. No, yeah, I think at least, especially at this point, they are definitely rooting for it. So, um, Serena canceled their movie night. You know, Serena and Lily had another movie night planned. So Lily just shows up to Rufus's house to watch a movie with him instead. Another, uh, Harry Dean Stanton classic as is her favorite actor. And, uh, Lily's pretty much just very lonely. She misses Rufus. And we get a the fairly heartbreaking scene here from Lily as she says, you know, her whole life consists of her in an empty house or a crowded restaurant and she's not sure which one makes her feel more alone. So she just needs a friend. But uh, Rufus can't be that for her. And he can't be her safety net anymore because she chose Bart yeah. and not him. A good, good, now, good thing for standing up for himself because like, I do feel bad for Lily here because she really does have mm-hmm. nobody. But this is the choice that she made and he can't have his emotions like teased with at this point. Yeah, he's, I, he's been through this too often. Yeah, because I, I can see both sides. Like, obviously, it's unfair of Lily to string Rufus along like this after she chose Bart and got married to Bart. Like, mm-hmm. she made her decision pretty, uh, uh, you know, set in stone there. Right. Unless she gets a fourth divorce, which, you know, obviously yeah, not a, off the table. But uh, but she really does just, like, want a friend. She is very lonely. Her kids have started school. Her husband's never home. She And Rufus has been, like, a friend to her in the past. Mm-hmm. So, like, I understand her going for Rufus if she actually does just want a friend and, like, nothing more. But, but he Rufus knows that's not what friends w- means with her. Yeah. And yeah, Rufus is too in love with her to be a friend to her, which sucks for both of them. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's just unfortunate that they can't be friends. But I, I, I wish they, I wish they could at least uh, be friends. with Well, maybe other. they could go but on a date yeah, with when... uh, with his new girlfriend, the three of them. Yeah, why? Uh, yeah, I'm surprised Serene didn't say, "All right, fine, let's do it. Let's do it." <laughs> me, you, and your girlfriend. Can go. They go to the same bar that Serena, Amanda, and Table Dan over. are at. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I was spending most most of the episode wondering when the staggeringly gorgeous and infinitely wealthy Lily was going to catch a break. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, noted billionaire Lily, <laughs> she just can't catch a break, and married someone uh, twelve times more more billionaire yeah. than she is. Uh, unfortunate for for Lily. Yes, I know we're all we're all rooting for her. So uh, Vanessa leaves Nate a voicemail now as Blair shows up to scream at her. And thank God she does. This is just a long time coming. I, she really just needed to scream at Vanessa for all the shit she was Yeah, I was, I was waiting for this moment and, to just be like, what, what is Blair going to do to her? What is she, she going to say? Yeah. 
you would think that if Blair, like, she should have showed up with her field hockey stick and just, like, decked her in the face. <laughs> you would think if Blair shows up and starts screaming at you, you would be like, oh, shit, I must have fucked up. But Vanessa just, like, doubles down and, and is like, I thought I'd leave the doing nothing to you. And she's so indignant. And, like, obviously Blair had a plan. I've been saying it all episode. So what is wrong with you, Vanessa? Anyone who knows Blair would know that. Like, Colin said earlier, he, he hasn't even watched the show in decades. And even he knew that uh, Blair had something up her sleeve. Right. So, uh, the- I, I, I Loosely relatedly, sorry, but uh, this is another thing that stood out to me. We have this voicemail. We have Dan leaving a voicemail for Amanda. <laughs> yes. Oh, they Serena love voicemails in this will show. We'll go on to say she left four voicemails <laughs> for Blair. So, like, am I just like totally misremembering that we used to like <laughs> voicemail? Because in my mind, youths hate voicemail, myself included. They do not. I have been a longtime proponent of the voicemail. I've said the uh, the art of the voicemail is something that we are missing in day and age. No one likes leaving them no one listens to them sometimes you call someone and it will just say their uh their voicemail box is disconnected or full or something and you can't even leave one but i have brendan can attest to oh, that yeah. i give the best voicemails um i'm i'm it's i have one years of, of gigan's uh, voicemail saved because yeah, they're, they're minutes I, long I just, they're great <laughs> unfortunately i just don't have like no one cares about it it's, it's a dying art much like i don't know it often gets off of topic when you do leave a voicemail but that's some of the best work you've done <laughs> yeah thank you thank i don't you. remember the last time i listened to a voicemail but it was and this is not an exaggeration at all certainly pre-pandemic it has been years since i have checked my voicemail wow. yeah i mean I, I will definitely still listen to a voicemail unless it's someone calling me about my uh car's extended warranty that, that is majority <laughs> happen a lot i yeah um that that is also the problem where you're getting so many spam voicemails that right you know but, yeah, we flagged up a couple episodes ago. There was 11 phone calls in one episode, and that counted voicemails and calls where they actually got through. And now this episode, it seems like just voicemails. Like, I didn't count how many voicemails there were, but, yeah, everyone is leaving voicemails this episode. It's a very phone call slash voicemail heavy show, at least in this season, that we have we have noticed. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know. But uh, Vanessa has the uh, unmitigated gall here to yell back at Blair before she knows that she's actually the one that fucked everything up and Blair lets her know that she had in fact figured everything out she got Nate's old life back until Vanessa screwed everything up by going to the Duke and she says you're right it is over for Nate thanks to you and poor Nate would have been much easier it probably would have been much easier for Nate if he like never knew about this but instead he thought for like a split second that he had his old (laughs) life back and then it was ripped away again like if he could have just never known about this at at all he would have never known that he almost had his old life back right now unfortunately it was ripped away um Penelope has made her Nairtini, and <laughs> what is wrong with Penelope? And also Chuck Ida for, like, setting the world in motion here. Like, sometimes I watch this show, and I can't even believe how mean some people are. Like, Amanda did not do anything to her, and the thing she did to Serena wasn't even that bad. And even if there was, like, there's nothing that would, like, warrant this. And all it took was some very, very light suggesting from Chuck to make it happen. So, a bad look from Penelope here um, as Amanda's hair starts falling out in front of everyone. Yeah, when he suggests this, too, just, she has, like, a, a reminiscing look. Like, oh, remember the, oh yes, we have oh, to yeah. do this again. This oh, yeah. is always she's done fun. This, she's done this before. Yeah. And what does anyone get out of this? Like, it's not even like Amanda's, like, embarrassed herself in front of everyone. Like, I guess she kind of has. But it's not, like... Like the funny haha embarrassing. It's just like the mean embarrassing. Like no one in the club seems to care that it happened. It's just Amanda that is devastated that her hair is falling out. So uh, not the best prank. I don't know if there is such thing as a good prank, but I guess at least it wasn't that much hair that, that fell out of her. You can't even really notice I, by the end of it. I genuinely feel like the people in the Gossip Girl universe would have even fully acknowledging some of the lengths to which they will probably go to manipulate those around them or gain whatever kind of social status. Like it feels to me that spending third grade through the end of high school, constantly undermining someone Mm 
would seem like fair game, but even to them, messing with someone's hair would be out of bounds. Like, right. I, and I don't do that, think that's yeah. necessarily wrong. Like, I, this this genuinely felt to me like the first time a line had really been crossed right. yeah, exactly. about an episode with repeated references to adults banging teenagers. Yeah. <laughs> right. You don't mess with someone's hair. Like this seems like all kinds of lines were crossed here. It's it, it is very shocking. And so Serena now finds Dan to apologize and Serena gives her catchphrase of, you know, why are you mad at me? I didn't plan for this to happen. Uh, and I guess for once didn't. I can like agree yeah. with her. Like there there's no way Serena could have seen this one coming, but it is all just built up to this moment and Dan like finally snaps. He calls her out for using, you know, her old mantra again and tells her that this is the real her. And, you know, he, this is when he gives the minions some credit. He's like, at least they own up to it. And he leaves uh, Serena just feeling like a piece of shit here. So this is this is when we get the heel turn. This is the moment. Serena confronts the minions now. She says, never again. From now on, everything goes through me. Oof. And, whew, I got that, uh, me the too. That is line back. was incredible. The minions... The minions, instead of feeling bad for what they've done, just kind of look turned on that Serena is the queen. They, they again. did. There's no remorse. They're just, they're <laughs> Very like, Ooh, Serena's up. ordering us Ooh, around. It's so, All right. What a, it's so funny how they, they scout these little weird cucks for their <laughs> for their team. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, Brendan, what is this, is this going to mean in the overall hierarchy? Like, we get a little of this in a couple scenes, but like now that Serena wants her throne, back, I know. This See, this is so interesting. I, I love this. Like we, we we've been talking about, but I also don't love it for the reason that it might cause more conflict between Serena and Blair and I love their friendship together and I don't know how this really works before um, the start of the series that we haven't seen like uh, the lore that happens prior to the start of Gossip Girl was there a time when both of them were competing for this throne and what does it look like when both of them are competing I think Serena was just the queen until she went to boarding school and then Blair rose up and also became and and became the queen I just can't can't imagine a world where Blair is not just automatically the queen so it's interesting I know it is hard to imagine and is this like a Game of Thrones situation where <laughs> perpetually one person is like acknowledged by the general public as being the number one? It seems like it. And I, I've never seen Game of Thrones, but what you're describing seems accurate here where um, it, one person is the queen of the school, at least uh, in the girls in the girls section of things. The guy, the guys just kind of walk around aimlessly. I don't think they don't have leadership. <laughs> but the girls, <laughs> the girls certainly have a queen. And I mean, they they mention it like it is like some kind of like hierarchy, like Serena was the queen and Blair was like her number two and then Serena went to boarding school and Blair took the vacant spot and then Serena came back and didn't want it so Blair has just been ruling and I know Colin you've probably been enjoying the reign of Blair are you excited for uh, the reign of uh, Vanderwoodson to come back here I can't wait yeah it's great and it's interesting because like one of the first notes I wrote down for this episode was that it's interesting that Serena is not involved at all with Blair's minions like she's just like automatically in with being a top dog but doesn't have to do any minion work and she's not doesn't have a real title, but she's just bef- best friends to the queen. Yeah, but like, no one really you know. associ- like. No one really. Yeah, she doesn't really associate with any of the minions, but they all still like obviously respect her. Right. Um. Yeah. She's she's just been spending all her time with Dan until now. So, uh, Vanessa now finds Nate, and Nate he's just exasperated at this point. He's like, "What the fuck are you doing here, Vanessa?" Uh-huh. And he, he's actually not upset about losing the money, which I, I would be, but he is just upset that Vanessa lied to him. And this is what I was saying last week. Like, why didn't Vanessa just tell him to begin with? There was never really any reason for her to lie to him and keep it from him. So, uh, you know, it feels good to be back on Nate's yeah. side. Yeah, well, know? I don't know. Last I don't even I was... know if I agree with that, only because if Vanessa just didn't fuck anything up, it would have been better taken care of by just Blair. That's so true. I, I, putting, but giving also... it to Nate might have fucked things up just like Vanessa did. Yeah, but it, it very much seems like a dead body would have done a better job <laughs> than Vanessa did yeah. in this situation. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, 
even if Nate, if she did tell Nate and then Nate like did something to fuck it up, at least it would be Nate is the one that is fucking it up. Like this is his life. He has right. the right to fuck it up. Instead, Vanessa lies about it and then she ends up fucking it up. She has the great idea to bring it to Blair, which was her, you know, best idea of the episode. But then everything she does after that point is obviously, you know, we've talked about yeah. it. Not, not great. So, um, she she told everyone that, you know, Nate's ancient girlfriend was cheating on him with her son, except for him. And, you know, that stinks. He's like, you told Dan, you told Blair, you told everyone except me. And then, again, the turntables again, as Vanessa asks if they can't even be friends anymore. And Nate, this time, Nate gets to, you know, hit her with the, uh, well, we were never really friends, remember? So, Nate gets a point there. Uh, I think he, he gets to snap back at Vanessa like she did at her him. And uh, that's how that storyline's going to end for this one, so... Hopefully those crazy kids can get back together, but I don't. I don't actually care. So the uh, the minions talk to Jenny now, and Isabel wearing her like bright red visor, holding her field hockey stick. What a look! And uh, <laughs> it looks it looks like Jenny has been relegated to victim here. She was a project last year, but she's a minion uh, victim this year as the minions all start bullying her and dumping her purse onto the ground. Uh, I do love that we get like a, a badass Jenny line here where she's not, not phased. phased and just goes, you know, seriously, that's the best you can do. So I, I love that Jenny doesn't back down, but I also would be careful after seeing what uh, Penelope just did to Amanda. Like Penelope right. can uh, can give you a, a pretty bad day. So I would watch out if I were her. But then at, at first we, we get the extended scene of Jenny moving things from her locker into her bag. And I was like, why? This scene is going on for so yeah, long. Like, why are we getting a 10 yes. second scene? Like, who's going to show up her, right now? Like, yeah. So I, but I guess after seeing the whole episode, I guess it was just a signal that she is done with school. Like I did not flag that up in the like she's clearing out her locker because she does not want to return to school. I didn't. Anymore. Yeah, I didn't and, pick that up either at the moment. I was like, what? I just assumed something. Like we are lingering was, so long. Uh, yeah, it, it had to be something. Yeah, I didn't pick it up until just now. So thank you for <laughs> flagging that up for opening, me. We're opening your eyes here. So. Uh, Dan is now leaving yet another voicemail to Amanda and actually tells her that it probably wasn't Serena's fault, even though he blamed her harshly. Uh, So that's that. That's the last Dan's going to talk to Amanda, I guess, because now we have the big reveal as Amanda is eating with who else but Chuck. And obviously Chuck had to be involved in this somehow, but it doesn't make the reveal any less spectacular. She tells (laughs) she tells him that getting her hair burned off wasn't part of the deal. And he just says casualties of war. Which is funny because the nair was completely his idea and he even <laughs> provided the nair. Like, yeah. like, he just flags it up as casualties of war. You know, who could have seen this happening? Um, so, uh, Chuck wanted Amanda to pretend like Dan, to, to pretend to like Dan, to make Serena jealous, knowing that this would enrage Serena enough to become queen again. So, say what you want about Chuck, but he's done his research. Like, he knows what makes each of his classmates tick and how to control them. Um, like, and he just knocked it out of the park. Like, he correctly predicted how everyone was going to pre- behave and. So we see that Chuck has a vested interest in who's running the school. Uh, Colin, do you know what this could be about? Like, why Chuck cares who is running the school at this moment? I don't know anything too detailed other than Chuck coming across to me just like a messy bitch who lives for drama, uh, if <laughs> nothing else. And there, I would not be surprised to find out he has some sort of deeply selfish agenda on top of that. Yeah, Brendan, do you have any idea? Yeah, I think, what this I, think could be I mentioned about? it earlier a little bit about how. Uh, it's his his need for for Blair to come back into his, his arms. I think he's hoping that if she's dethroned, she'll be super upset and need someone to cry on, and she'll be less busy. I think that I do think that is the ultimate goal of Chuck, as we will see with the you know they get a scene together at the end of the episode here. But so uh, Chuck tells Amanda, you know, he's sending her to Vermont now, and this is when it's like just take some money. Know what like, okay. Amanda's deal is. Where she's just down to go to school here for a couple of days and then leave and not have to go to school uh, herself. But that's I all. need a whole Netflix docu series <laughs> yeah. about Amanda. The traveling student. Of what her deal is. Yeah, exactly. Um, so 
Jenny now comes to her internship. She tells Laurel that she is off from school today. It's Women's Suffrage Day, of course. Um, so Jenny hates school so much that she just isn't going to go now, it seems like. And uh, it doesn't seem like Laurel believes her, but she doesn't really give a shit because there's shit that needs to be done. So she puts Jenny to work. And uh, that's I think she looks a little Jenny's suspicious. Is, uh, yeah, I don't think she cares. Yeah. Well, I mean, she, it sounds like she's team Brendan in believing that high school sophomores are adults, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so <laughs> Blair, Blair uh, goes to talk to the minions. It's business as usual. They ask where she was last night. But then Car- Serena comes and they are literally so excited. They scream upon seeing her. And I'm just like, poor Blair. Like, it's her worst nightmare coming true again. Right. That uh, she now has to play second fiddle to Serena. Again. Like, this is where all of her insecurities stem from and why she is like, you know, the kind of the terrible person that she is at times um and it's been a while since we've seen uh blair and serena really have any kind of problem so i right, since like the beginning of like season might, one yeah but serena doesn't even give a shit like um i love everyone's respective headbands in the scene and serena takes hers off and you know ties it around blair's <laughs> neck which i guess is a a big power move at this I school. Guess so. and blair is so flustered she doesn't know what to do and uh interested in how you feel about this brendan but i i do feel this was more of a uh blair being in love with serena moment than a blair worried about Ooh, losing i didn't even think about that that i like this she's like because, oh my god this is <laughs> do this serena is just She's stroking her hair yes. and looking at her in, and looking her in the eyes. Like Blair is so. You know, we haven't had if you these love moments between two of them in a little while. I'm, I'm glad we're getting back to this. Yes, Colin, you're new here, so I have the theory that Blair is secretly in love with Serena, and I have been pointing out every time that I see something that supports my theory, and I I think this supports it. I think she's very flustered that uh, Serena is caressing her and, and tying a uh, bandana around her neck here. Unambiguous, 100% agreement from me, <laughs> and I very much hope you were right. <laughs> So, and of course, Chuck is just watching it all play out. Oh, yeah. No, it, this whole episode, besides when Dan says he should wear a bell, no one is ever like, Chuck, why the fuck are you just standing, standing there staring. weirdly watching us? And maybe this no, is actually, no to, to your point there. of them uh, being in love, maybe this is what he really wants all along, is just for them to get together and he just wants to watch. It could be. It could be. I could see that from Chuck. So we, we end with another classic Blair-Chuck scene. It seems like this is how we just end every episode in season two. Blair and Chuck just, like, have a scene together and they're either, like, you know, professing their love for each other or like enemies with each other but chuck gets his big supervillain moment where he gets to reveal that he was like behind it all and we don't get much more on that yeah i mean i like it now it's, we have it's good. If, if we're gonna keep focusing on oh, the yeah, two yeah. of them whatever it I takes love the it, tradition, whatever, right? whatever it takes yeah but we do have one final scene where dan is looking for someone in the court i thought it was amanda that he was looking for but it seems like he's looking for serena here because instead everyone is just staring at him like he tries to ask where serena is no one will even talk to him they all just get up and leave as he walks you know as he walks by everyone and serena walks into the courtyard like a badass with her minions following her and look what dan has turned her into it, it looks like the old serena's back i'm already obsessed with her i'm so excited about this development and we get uh, gossip girl closing out the episode by saying sorry lonely boy don't say we didn't try to warn you but if queen s would do this to d are any of us safe bow down or bow out xoxo gossip girl Ooh. and that's how we end the episode another hard s there, I, mean, I, as I'm sure I love that was, uh, ending but I, I just crawling. i was taking that of it a little bit just because the two letters s and d were too close together was, yeah yeah I, I agree <laughs> i was like oh, oh. Um, so and what what's what so the whole school is just immediately <laughs> yeah, that, that on the page that Dan is a leper <laughs> at this point. Like he got sorted into the victims pile over. So we can't even be near him. Not to be spoken to. Yeah, we didn't hear the gossip girl blast, but there must have been some kind of gossip girl blast that alerted everyone. Like Dan is, uh, you know, uh, not not to be talked to anymore. Like we do not talk to Dan because Serena is queen now, and uh, Serena doesn't want anyone to talk to Dan. Like that's the only logical explanation here. How how um, quickly that she got so powerful so fast. 
Oh, well, I mean, it seems like they were all just waiting everyone was just waiting again. for her to retake right. the throne. So when it finally had like they had uh, contingency plans in place for when yeah. it finally happened, like they they're like, once Serena finally wants the throne again, this is what's going to happen. Um, so what is going to happen with the, with the new old Serena? Where where does the reign of Vanderwoodson look like or what does the reign of Vanderwoodson look like, Brendan? I, I'm really not sure. This is what we've been wanting for so long to, to, to just to see what it looks like. It looks like before the show started. And I guess we're going to get a glimpse of what. The Reign of Serena was prior to season one, episode one, and I'm just we're gonna get it get it uh, in her senior year here in a different way, and I just I just hope it doesn't impede too much with her and Blair's friendship, but it probably will, yeah, which makes for, for more TV. Yeah, I know. That's the that, that's the only thing I don't like, poor Blair, but I am very excited to see this Serena again, and uh, I guess you know any other predictions? What's going on with the incestuous Marcus and Catherine? What's going on with Jenny? And any any predictions you have there? Uh, well, like you flagged up earlier about Jenny leaving school, there's going to be some some drama there with her thinking that she could just work instead of go to school. And I'm I'm, I'm guessing her employers won't care too much at first because they're they seem greedy just for for work in general. But I'm sure her dad's going to figure it out somehow, and there's going to be a whole Jenny dad thing. Um, as far as Marcus and old lady Catherine, I hope that just that's just it. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm sure it's not, but yeah. I'm trying to remember. I don't think it is. It yeah. didn't seem like we had like finality on no, the storyline. I don't so, know what um, else there is to do with them. And um, Colin, was this good enough to make you want to keep watching Gossip Girl? Are you going to head back to uh, your HBO Max account and watch the rest of the season today? Uh, it is good enough to make me read through the Wikipedia of what's going to happen. <laughs> good enough. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Good enough. That, that I agree. No. I so to to give my legitimate thought on just this episode overall and embarking once again back into the Gossip Girl universe, I could not believe how quickly this was all flying by for me. I remember hovering over the player at a certain point and being shocked yeah. that there were only like four minutes left because it felt like I was maybe halfway through. And that's that's the mark of a good show, if you ask me. So, And that's, I mean, that's exactly what happened to me on that one magical day back in 2007 <laughs> as well. What a time. We put... It, 15 episodes felt like three hours yeah and that'll happen like i i have famously talked about my gossip girl story when i first watched it i watched the you know the whole thing in four weeks and there was this one day where i watched literally 13 episodes back to back i was up till like 1 30 p.m the next day just watching oh my gossip god girl. so it can definitely happen like that's what i was doing my during my final winter break when uh when I was at Albany, when no one else had returned yet, it was just me watching Gossip Girl in my room alone for, for <laughs> two, four weeks straight. Um, all right, so as we near the two-hour mark, as I say every week, let's get into uh, the this segment's user review of the week. And once again, Brendan, they are the user reviews are They're slacking light. this season. We only had one user review again, huh. and it was again by Comedy Fan uh, Two Zero One Zero One, who was keeping us in business. Martha Wilcox. Still taking some time okay. off, I guess. Comedy fan providing the only reviews. And uh, comedy fan, they, they say, I didn't really like Amanda. I don't... Oh, let me just say, he rated it 8 out of 10. And I say he, but it could be a she or a they. So I, Girls like they comedy, They rated too. it 8... eight yeah, it's, it's 2022. Girls can like comedy. <laughs> <laughs> so they rated an 8 out of 10 and say, I didn't really like Amanda. I don't care that Dan dates, but she was a bit irritating. Maybe it was that childlike voice. <laughs> Annoying. Too bad that Rufus can't be friends with Lily. But I think the whole episode shows that being friends with an ex is nearly impossible. At least at first. Blair did such a skillful negotiation to help Dan and then Vanessa mess it all up. I think he got, they got the wrong name there. But, <laughs> uh, if, you don't, if you don't have the revenge skills, leave it to the master. And Serena taking over the top was so well done. The last moments of the episode were great. It was like she is some mafia leader and Dan made her very, very mad. So another great I mean, uh, review from Comedy Fan. Yeah. 
yeah, 20101. Uh, next week, the episode title is The Serena Also Rises. Do you have any predictions based on that episode title, Brendan? Based on the title, I don't have any predictions. Well, I, I guess I, I could figure it out from that, but I, I more so have a prediction based on the thumbnail on HBO Max. <laughs> was very okay very in, in interesting um it looks like she's doing some sort of fashion show or like flapper show. i don't know what it was but it looks like serena's just gonna go on a tear here i think she, i'm hoping to have a mvp like season here for for serena hopefully for your girl serena but I, uh, as a person who titles their own survivor recap podcast with either like puns and or pop culture references and very routinely gets mad at my, himself myself i'm talking about for some of the ones that i force in there i f- i feel like the serena also rises would not make the cut <laughs> even for me well like, i mean th- this is, that is you're talking my language right now a real stretch <laughs> well this is the writers have backed them into a corner because every single episode of gossip girl is a reference to some kind of pop culture like a book or yeah. a play this one definitely happened like after hours like it's been it, they've been trying to go home for a while like i, I just this one fucking works i guess let's just get out of here legit no i mean the at least half of our episode titles are me having just finished editing it and just wanting to post it asap going with the first thing yeah. that comes to mind and i feel like i would, would wait be, it out be if I, all i could do was the serena you would, have, you would have had a great time in the gossip girl writers room coming up with title names <laughs> for these episodes yeah. so uh the little the famously brief hbo max blurb for the next episode says that blair decides to sabotage her mother's show at fashion week so it looks like based on the thumbnail that serena might be in the show and it looks like we might be getting uh some of the classic season one drama where uh blair is going to want to sabotage uh her mother's show so that should be a lot of fun let's get into the episode grade um i went first last week so brendan you go first this week what grade do you give the episode okay um this is the first episode of the season i really fully enjoyed um i think it was i I had been saying i've been waiting for them to get back to school i'm so glad they're back and even before everything unfolded i was just happy that to be in that environment again i'm also so happy to see serena be a likable character again she's been on such she's been really on a downward spiral spiral before this episode and having both serena and blair be incredible characters in one episode just like makes for a really good episode of tv all the while while chuck is just being his his <laughs> super hysterical self tickling people <laughs> and waking them up with flowers and uh spinning <laughs> incredible plot webs with with great twists at the end of the episode uh every, everyone's great here except for vanessa like, that's what that's the formula i love of a gossip girl episode so exactly um i'm gonna go ahead and give this one an a because even the plot lines with people i don't like being like the lord and the lady catherine really made me laugh just like the two of them getting together is such a funny way to <laughs> to bring like to bring an wow. end to two terrible characters yeah. uh so I'd- yeah hey I love it. An A grade from Brendan, your first A of the season. Uh, Colin, would you like to go next or do you want to go last? I will. I'm happy to go in whatever order you see fit. It does not matter to me, we but just I'll, I'll just yeah, go. Yeah, I, sure. I, oh, oh, you wanted the sandwich? You know, it, I'm already talking, yeah, Brendan, ahead. so I'm overruling yes. you. I'll just go here. Um, yeah, I'm going to do something I've never done so, uh, yet, and I'm going to give back-to-back A grades. Whoa. I was obviously much higher on last episode than you were and gave that one an A. Uh, now I'm giving this one an A. Uh, you know, we're back to school, and we're really into the swing of things. This you know, this episode, had all, it had heel turns, twists, reveals, all the makings of a great Gossip Girl episode. Blair scheming and manipulating and being iconic, Vanessa being the worst, Dan having his you know sarcastic quips, Rufus and Lily stuff, Chuck just being like cheek 
peak Chuck throughout the whole thing. And uh, the big twist ending with Amanda and Chuck is really fun. And, you know, the whole Serena Joker origin story is also amazing. So uh, I am also giving this an A. So, uh, Colin, will you make this a, a perfect score? Will you bring down the average a little? No pressure. You can do whatever you want. Understood. Okay. I, I will I will play it straight, as I always <laughs> do here, where I obviously have not seen Gossip Girl in quite some time. I knew roughly what to expect, and I was loosely familiar with some of the characters that I remembered from a decade and a half ago or so at this point. And more generally, I'm not uh, a regular kind of just teen drama watcher or high school, whatever you call it, uh, whatever this genre is called. I'm sorry, uh, in general. But knowing that this was the kind of universe I was going to be escaping into for 42 minutes uh, and not being entirely sure what to expect as far as the specifics were concerned, I feel like this was way beyond my expectations. Uh, There was plenty of great kind of one-liners and jokes along the way and also some immaculate just shade being tossed and social orders being disrupted uh the 2008 of it all was a lot of fun for me to revisit so i am certainly not going to be the person keeping this out of the platinum plate club or whatever (laughs) you call it i I am i'm giving this a a, you know what i may take us out of the hand holding club though i'm giving this an a plus a plus (laughs) this is is exactly what i was hoping for i'm sorry if that's not a that's if I'm giving market, it a market six down. fork equivalent. Or Listen, I don't think we've ever discussed uh, A pluses. I don't know if we, that we said we, we're that not going to give them meeting. personally, but if guests want to come on and break format, that's even more exciting. Yeah, well, I will. Uh, uh, well, no, I don't. I so I actually kind of get irritated by it on other podcasts <laughs> when guests go on <laughs> okay. and break format. So I'm redacting. <laughs> All right, right. so I'm, go to I'm the A. Yeah, we've, we've never done A plus. A has been the ceiling. Yeah. We could, we could have a production meeting to change this in the future, but an A, a three A's. A per, the first time uh, that three, like me and Brendan have had episodes where it's just the two of us and we've given an A, but we've never had three people give an episode an A. So. Congrats. Welcome to the Platinum Plate Club. And Colin, you are also the first guest overall to give an A grade. I, I think people have been, <laughs> the guests have been scared to give out an A. Um, my theory is that if they give an, they think if they give an A, I won't invite them back because, you know, it can only go worse from there. And you so, won't. Um, yeah. But, you know, uh, when when there's an A, you gotta you gotta call it like call it, it is. I'm glad he that said you he have it straight. you you've broken the seal, and now maybe future guests will not be as hesitant to also give an A coming in. I mean, am I the biggest Gossip Girl fan I, guest you that you've be. had on this podcast? People are asking. Start yeah, the mean, dialogue. Based on the data, I mean, we almost have to uh, consider it. So that's all very exciting. Anyway, speaking of breaking the seal, a, by the way, um, I have to pee like a fucking racehorse. So you can you you talk about uh, Gossip Girl Theater, and I'm gonna pee, and hopefully uh, you don't. Brendan, hear it. we have to do MVPs and LVPs. You can't hold it for five minutes. Right. Uh, go go for it. If I, I mean, I don't want to torture you if you. If you can't hold it, but all right, so let's quickly get <laughs> right. to the MVPs here. Brendan, you go first. Who are you giving your MVP to? Um, I don't. I'm not trying to keep this short because I have to pee, but I will say Serena. <laughs> if with yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. good answer. Good yeah, answer. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's, I mean, it's I, obvious. I understand. She's uh, she's coming right. to her own right now. All right, so I'm I'm actually I think I'm going to give it to Chuck here. I already gave it to Chuck in episode two because he had a, a flawless plan in that one, and this time he has another flawless plan, and everything actually works exactly how he planned it this time. So uh, this may have even been more impressive than uh, the MVP I gave him in the second episode. So a very good start to the season for Chuck, and wow. I'm giving him an MVP. Uh, Colin, who are you, who's getting your MVP for the episode? 
I mean, obviously, I'm tempted to give it to Vanessa, uh, <laughs> but I'm not going to do that. Right, do I, and furthermore, and maybe I would. Am I allowed to give it just because this is honestly what I, what I would consider one of the biggest oversights of my entire podcasting career is failing to often enough mention how just in love I am with Kristen Bell. Can I give it to her? Oh, yeah, please. give it give it to I the titular. This is maybe not the first time that's. I, I genuinely have like a running joke, mostly with myself, that the reason I'm still single at 34 is because I'm waiting for her and Dax to get divorced. <laughs> and those are the best running jokes. How do those conversations go? Yourself, is that so? you just like, oh, I can't wait to marry Kristen Bell. Oh, Colin, you're so funny. Is that? <laughs> but if I were if I were choosing, I would probably say Chuck was the MVP <laughs> okay. of this episode. the The big reveal at the end was excellent. All right, all right. So just for the canon of the wiki, is your official answer Gossip Girl or Chuck? I for the canon of the wiki, I'm going to go with Gossip Girl. All right, cool. so Gossip Girl, Gossip Girl with an is. honorary mention to Chuck. Good answer there. Um, LVP Brendan, who is your least valuable this, person? I, I don't know who else it could be, but Vanessa, honestly, in this one. Just it ruins like a an all time great, great plot by by Blair and just is so stupidly and still tries to argue in her favor and just can't hold up that that argument any longer and realizes like oh wow I really did <laughs> ruin all of this for <laughs> the one person I care about besides Dan. Yeah, we're going to be in the hand-holding club there. This is such an easy Vanessa LVP for me. She's the worst. She ruined everything. If anyone ever wonders why we're so hard on Vanessa again, I'm going to show them this episode. Um, and so I'm giving her an LVP as well. Uh, Colin, who is your getting your LVP? I don't think there's much dispute that as far as like the impact that a person had on the rest of the Gossip Girl universe, Vanessa is probably worthy of the LVP in this episode. However, I am now kind of feeling pot committed to the take that I threw out there a couple (laughs) hours ago and have just been kind of blindly defending over the course of uh, this podcast. I'm going to throw essentially a pity vote Vanessa's way and not give her my LVP. I retu- I'm going to return to the idea that even though Vanessa is out there actively r- ruining multiple people's lives uh, over the course of these 42 minutes, I really feel like Penelope crossed a line with that Nertini, even though it wasn't even oh, really her good. fault. Yeah. So I, I, I'm going to go with Penelope. I agree. It's good good to get Penelope on the board as an LVP. At least good, good thing someone did because I, I agree it did cross a line. So uh, I like Penelope in general, though. I could see myself being a Penelope fan. Listen, I gave her her only MVP of season one, so she was she was on the board last season just because of me. Now she is balanced out as she gets her first LVP. Um, so let's uh, before Brendan explodes, let's get into some <laughs> Lonely Boys theater. The sun's coming out of my porch right now. You are now listening to Lonely Boys Theater. We <laughs> we are going to do that famous famous scene in uh, in the beginning where uh, Dan Jenny is uh, trying to get out of going to school and telling Dan and Rufus about uh, the victims and the projects and everything. So um, who I, I think I'm usually Jenny, so I'll, I will continue being Jenny. Who okay. would like to be Dan and who would like to be Rufus? Uh, I think I'm usually um, the Dilf. I'll go with Ruth Rufus. Yeah, all right. So, uh, Colin, would you like to be Dan Humphrey in this scene? Absolutely. I would like to be Dan all Humphrey just in, in general. general. Yeah. It I, seems like not I, a bad yes, life. Yes. Um, so, I will flag up that to start off this thing, it has um, mistakenly said that Dan Humphrey has this line, but it is Rufus. So, Br- Brendan, you will be starting this scene off. Oh, I was yeah, going to say, why am I calling sweetie. my sisters? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, this, is, this is clearly a Rufus line. So, uh, Brendan, you can start off that. All right. Everything else Everybody is ready? good, though, I think. Yes. Hey, you look great, sweetie. You excited for the big first day? 
Dad, how um, set are you on this whole going to school thing? Uh, pretty set. Why? The first day of school is draft day. Blair and her merry band of psychos are going to be on a tear. They categorize girls into two groups, projects and victims. Girls who have the potential to be the Blairites become projects, and total losers and the girls who have the potential to threaten social order become victims. I was a project last year, and we all know how that turned out. Uh, what? Nothing. Totally with you. Ugh, I'm out of here. Did you understand any of that? <laughs> I'm so glad I'm not a girl. Wow. Wow, another oh, yeah. great one. Great job to everyone involved. Standing oh, yes. ovation all around. Everyone's take your seats. That was great. Um, another great episode of Lonely Boys Theater. Another great episode of Lonely Boys in general. So before uh, we get out of here, let's just quickly do some plugs. Colin, you're our guest. I mentioned that you are also a prolific podcaster. Do you have anything you'd like to plug at this hour? Uh, of course, always doing mostly reality TV stuff. Some other random stuff gets thrown in from time to time over uh, on the Dom and Colin podcast with my great friend Dom. Uh, I do just want to say before I get out of here, this was such a treat. I had never thought really that I was going to be back in the Gossip Girl mix at any point in my life, but it was very refreshing to dive back in and soak up all that gossipy goodness. (laughs) Uh, And Matt, obviously uh, known you many years, done plenty of podcasts with you. Always a delight getting to hear from you, sir. And Brendan, great to meet you. And I want to apologize for two hours ago making some offhand joke about you being a pedophile and just returning to that about eight times i i was like all right i don't know this guy i just want to develop some kind that's, of rapport this, with him for. and apparently that that's where we land that means you're comfortable with me and you understand my ml so you you are now a friend i i, I hope i was joking but i don't Even know if you're that's not how, <laughs> that, that's how we that's how we make friends here um yeah and colin thank you for for dropping by you know the lonely boy studio to do this this was a lot of fun glad we could get you in here before uh your busy survivor season starts up so oh god (laughs) (laughs) already not sounding thrilled about that Um, oh well no i i just because the cat sorry the the cast has started being released and normally i feel like that's like a okay we're a week or two out and i was so happy to find out that we still had another month month before the season started (laughs) yeah still got some some downtime here um brendan what do you have to plug uh, same old, same old. Uh, you can listen to the Hoppy Boys anywhere you get your podcast. You can follow that at the Hoppy Boys Pod. You can follow the Lonely Boys Instagram at the Lonely Boys Pod. Email us at the Hoppy Boys Pod at gmail.com. Leave both of these shows uh, ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your pods. Uh, I, I don't know when this is being released. I forget like the timeline of this, but just we, we have we're on a hot streak over there on the Hoppy Boys. Um, and I'm sure Colin would love to come talk to us over there. I'm poaching every guest we get on this show over there, so he'll have a great time. Yeah, um, that is why we have guests here, so that Brendan can steal all of them <laughs> right, for, right. His, for his other podcast. Yes. Um, I will, of course, plug Sex Lies of College Girls again because Brendan still hasn't watched it, and I will continue to plug that until Brendan finally no. watches it because you will love it. Um, I will also... The kid, Brendan's like, can you... <laughs> Brendan's over here like, not interested in that, but how about the sex lives of high school? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You went too far. No longer friends. <laughs> That's the line. That's the, no longer friends. Um, also, 
I haven't recorded this yet, but tomorrow I will be recording with Felipe and Naomi over on the Brazilian Dragon podcast, the Neo Movies series, where we will be recapping and breaking down Max Keeble's big move, a childhood Ooh, favorite yeah. of mine. So that will be available by the time this comes out. Uh, since Colin's here, I will also plug Australian Survivor because I always tell him to watch it and he never listens to me, much like Brendan with Sex Lives of College Girls. Um, so this will be my tradition. As long as Colin is in here, I will plug Australian Survivor. Sandra's there. Her daughter's there. I don't know what you're waiting for, Colin. Uh, it's going to be a, a great, great thing to watch. Uh, so I am very open to the possibility of watching it. If we can go like two more weeks of people continuing to love it, I will go for it. Okay. I, I, you know, I've heard this before. You say that, you've said that famously about Big Brother Canada every season. And I feel like with last season, BB Can 9, the, it had nonstop praise all season. And then you never actually jumped in and watched it. So I, The problem is we then get to the tipping point of like, well, to catch up would take like 20 hours, and I don't know where right, I'm going to find right, the time right. for that. So it's, 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 a, it's a tough task. balance it's a delicate, to strike. Yeah, it's a delicate balance. Um, all right. So besides that, you can follow me on Twitter at MattyFresh24. Follow Brendan at RuppyPuppy. Uh, you can follow his other podcast, The Hobby Boys, at The Hobby Boys Pod. Uh, Colin, would you like people to follow you on Twitter if you haven't already plugged that? Sure, yeah. Uh, at Colin Stone over on Twitter. Uh, and other than the podcast I do with Dom, I don't know that there's anything really interesting that people would be uh, <laughs> would care that much about with as far as I would be concerned. But just one more time, thank you guys both so much for having me. This was such of a blast. Of course, no problem. It was a I, great I to have this, you. This was a blast. Thank you again for being here. Brendan, I will now allow you to uh, use the bathroom. Um, but to our, to our dear <laughs> listeners, come back next week. We'll be breaking down... Season 2, Episode 5, the amazingly titled The Serena Also Rises. But until (laughs) then, you know you love us. XOXO, Lonely Boys. All right, we did it. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low, net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.